Um, as long as Disney's not having two characters using a strap on and butt fucking in the first 30 <laughs> minutes of Lightyear, I could give two fucks. There's no serious I heard, conversation. I heard, I heard they made that scene, but they cut it out. Yeah, the well, they need to put it back in there. Rule 34 <laughs> applies. <laughs> Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We are your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 11, Monday, June 27th, 2022. This episode, we will fight to the death debating which is the best Toy Story movie, Toy Story or Toy Story 3. We will also discuss the Obi-Wan Kenobi limited series, Jurassic World Dominion, and more. But first, don't forget to visit our new website, acastwithnoname.com. You can comment on episodes or write to our email. Comment our, on our episodes at castwithnoname.com or shoot us an email at contact.acastwithnoname at gmail.com. Email is also found on our website, acastwithnoname.com. And in case you forget the website, it is acastwithnoname.com. Dot, dot com. Yes. And shout out to Mark S. Yes, Mark. Our first and only commenter. <laughs> Trying to get the conversation started. That boy, Mark. And uh, you want, yeah, we appreciate boy, it. Appreciate you listening and uh, keep listening. Let I, us know what you want to hear our opinions on or whatever. And I don't hold it against Mark for actually agreeing with Jay on his comment there. That's fine. Yeah. Well, well whatever. To each his own. Yeah. It's a better movie. So <laughs> um, change the world. Mm hmm. So, but uh, recent news. Top Gun. Oh, yeah. Tom Cruise officially made the Billion Dollar Club. That's hard to believe. With that it was Top Gun or that it was the first time he's... First time he had a Billion Dollar Worldwide... That was weird. I didn't even realize that. I thought he... One of the Mission Impossibles reached a billion. Mm -hmm. but I mean, maybe taking in inflation uh, or yeah, considering yeah. inflation. Um, maybe, but yeah. Um, but no, good for him. Uh the the only sad thing is is all the movie studios will take all the wrong lessons from this. We talked about that. And yep. it will just turn out more crap. Crap. Just a giant pile of and, turds. And sadly also, I I they'll they're gonna make another Top Gun movie. You're right. They are. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. With or without Tom Cruise, I think they're yeah. just gonna make another one. They will. It'll make at least half of a billion, right? Oh, I don't know. I can see if they, I don't know. It depends how they do the flying scenes. Yeah. Because I, I can see a studio just saying, uh, nope, just do, just do CG. And well, that's what a studio exec is going to, they're going to ride the wave. Mm -hmm. Right. Just like we were talking about Jurassic Park here. You'll just ride the wave a little bit. You don't need to make a billion on the next one, right? No, you need to. So, well, or else someone's getting fired. Well, <laughs> yes. Well, you can, you can cut the production cost down a little bit. Yeah. Well, that's what I think they'll do is they're going to make another one. Yeah. Tom Cruise will probably say, no, I'm not doing it. Um, who knows? Maybe he says yes. But if he says, no, I'm not going to do it, then that's when they're going to cut the production down to mm. where, oh, well, Tom Cruise isn't in it. So it's not going to it doesn't have that star power. So we're going to have to cut our costs. Where are we going to cut our costs? Well, we're not going to be spending twelve thousand dollars an hour flying uh, an real F-18s anymore. Mm. It's going to be computer animation. And then it just mm. sucks from there. That does sound and, awful. Uh, but 
So that that's my fortune. Well, telling. at least we got Top Gun Maverick. Hey, that that it, works. It, it right. It's still, it's still even after seeing Jurassic Park Dominion, is is my favorite movie of 2022 so far. I uh, I I hope Avatar is good. I mean, the first one I, I, I'm indifferent about yeah. um, other than the visuals, but it would be kind of funny that Avatar doesn't beat <laughs> Top Gun, that the number one movie, the number one grossing movie of 2022 is Top Gun. I think James Cameron might implode a little bit. His head might explode. A little bit. He would. Uh, I mean, it's what, 13 years now? Yeah. Yeah. And he's got four movies writing on this or however many that he's doing. Yeah. Well, I know that the Top Gun wasn't released in China or Russia. And I think there was another market it wasn't released in. Mm-hmm. That's like 300 million right there. Just mm-hmm. not seen. And it was still able to reach a billion. Yeah. And I, I think Avatar was going to get released in China. So he'll have, they'll, they'll have it. They'll make, yeah. it'll make a billion dollars. Um, yeah. So. But yeah. I am excited that it is doing so well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy people are going to see it. And it's another testament that theaters aren't dead. Yes. Some movies you just. You have to go see it. You got to see it. Yeah. Um, and none of this, you know, during the pandemic era bullshit. We've already had Spider-Man No Way Home that made a gazillion dollars. It's the third highest grossing movie of all time and not Top Gun. And even Doctor Strange, I think, is close to making a billion dollars. So that argument is kind of out the window now. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, yeah. And I think Top Gun's reach to a billion is. Was probably least expected out of a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Um, especially because I mean that movie was shelved for two years, mm-hmm. and a lot of times when movies are shelved for two years, it's dated. You can feel it's dated. Something's just not working, mm-hmm. and just because it's out of that, it was made for that point in time. But the fact that it still does so well two years after, um, I think is just a testament to the story, the characters, and the way the movie was made. Because I think it will be a fairly timeless movie. Um, uh, that's I agree, and we'll probably have some legs on it for at least the next decade. Yeah, it's actually still has legs right now. Mm-hmm. I think it 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 finished second in the box office this past weekend with the new Elvis that just came out, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, what Lightyear's still out there. Jurassic Park is still out there. Yep. So it has legs, and I'm I'm happy that a movie that well that were that good is doing so well. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a feeling it'll probably make quite a bit this coming weekend with July 4th weekend oh, yeah. and everything else. So yeah. Um, because America, because America so. C- celebrate the independence. But yeah, it's good to see a, a movie reach 1 billion. That's not a Marvel movie or, or Transformers, or star Wars or transformers. And yeah, so even though it is a franchise movie, it's not, I mean, it's not like there's comic books out of Top Gun and yeah. TV shows and everything right. else. But yeah, there was a TV show, I think, or a couple was of there? Video- I don't know. I think it, I'm getting video games Mac- missed. Yeah. <laughs> mixed up. Mixed up. Anyways. Yeah. Uh, what have you seen recently? Uh, I did see Jurassic Park. Ah, Jurassic World. Oh, Jesus Christ. Colon. See? Dominion. <laughs> well, it's Jurassic World Dumb Indian. Oh, 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 <laughs> a, a oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that for two weeks. So I haven't I haven't seen it. It is what you what you think it, it would be. It's I would describe it as it's just Transformers now at this point. It's it, the plot doesn't matter. The characters don't matter. It's just big dinosaurs going you know, raw. Big, 
big robots, big dinosaurs. You know, you get the the typical beats of any other Jurassic World, Jurassic Park movie that you saw before. There's always a, it's a big corporation that's out to destroy the middle, the, the you know the 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 low hanging, a low wage worker to destroy the everyday man. You know, the first one it was corporate greed for amusement parks. The second one's the military industrial complex, and this one is big pharma. Really? Yeah. So, all right. So what? It's big pharma, Jay. What? <laughs> I, I just thought it was going to be a love story between Chris Pratt's character and Blue. Uh, <laughs> it's a good. The fucking raptor. The sex scene was pretty intense. Was it? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, in a single sex environment, frogs have been known to change. Sexes. Sexes. That's true. I learned that from uh, Dr. Alan Grant in the first That's movie. right. Jeff Goldblum is the man of, of, of many wise thoughts yeah so but uh life finds a way it always does especially in this movie awesome trash trash finds a way so the garbage so how's how's big pharma so it's locust jay so steve jobs i can't remember his name he's just the the ceo of this uh company i can't remember engine no it's a biosyn bio bio biosyn get it Uh uh-huh biosyn but it's spelled uh, S-Y-N. Oh. Yeah. So Steve Jobs decides to bio- uh, biologically engineer locusts to eat crops that aren't planted from biosyn seeds. Okay. You see where this is going? A little bit. <laughs> Go so ahead. They use dinosaur DNA and how that makes it into locusts. I have no idea. doesn't matter, right? It's a movie. Yeah. They use the dino DNA, the the genetic blueprint mapping on how they combine frog DNA. They do that with regular locusts to make like a super locust. Of course. To genetically engineer it to only eat crops that aren't planted with biosyn seeds. Yep. Hmm. That's what that's what we're going with there. Hmm. I well, if I was going to do that and do that much work, I think I would just create a plant strain. That could only be fed by certain chemicals or certain oh. types of water, and then I would just go from right. Well, if I wanted to create a consumable market right. business, or why wait? Why wouldn't you biologically synthesize a seed that didn't require chemicals and yeah. just dominate the market? Yep. <laughs> no, you got to waste that ingenuity. It's I mean, so dumb. Super locusts. It's so dumb. So yeah, the super locusts. And another thing about this movie that is just infuriating is I thought when I went to go in, okay, we're gonna we're gonna travel the world. It's the the dinosaurs are now everywhere in the world. You're gonna see them in like cities and and the rural area, urban area, suburbia, all that is stuff. Is humanity right. trying to deal with this? Cope with it. Yeah. They touch on that for 10 minutes. There's a scene in like Malta somewhere. Yeah. And then it's in like the preservatory, the rest of the movie, like 80% of it is in this like preservatory that Steve Jobs and Biosyn have to house all like dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. It's like a sanctuary. Okay. So like another park? Yes. Okay. Yes. So they're not, they're not as out in the world as what the movie. Well, they are, but the movie doesn't care about that. Oh, we care about that. That'd be too interesting. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Writing's hard. It's so hard. That's that's the movie. It's 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 in one setting location, kind of like a park, or in the second one was in a mansion. Yeah, this Jesus. one's in a sanctuary. And uh, I mean, there's I don't even know. What else, I mean, the 
Alan Grant comes back with and uh, Lauren Dern and Jeff Goldblum. All their characters come back. They have nothing to do. Like they could be. Are they out. major parts of the movie? No, no, not even close. Okay. I mean, they're they're like Bryce Dallas Howard and Laura Dern go off on a little quest to uh, restore the power because the breakers flipped. So oh, they so go, like like the first movie like where the she had one. to go and yeah, did Samuel Jackson's other arm show up or did Samuel Jackson? I was show waiting up for, for that an arm. That? I was so waiting for someone's arm, but it didn't show up. It would have been great if Samuel Jackson just showed up without without an arm. It was that like, hold on to your butts. Exactly. And then flips the breaker. Yeah. And they did do one callback, though. Uh, the CEO, remember the scene in the first Jurassic Park where uh, Wayne Newton's character goes to meet that dude in like Puerto Rico? He's like, Dobbs, do- we, we, Doxon. Got do- Doxon. Doxon. we got Dachshund here. See, nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> Dachshund is the CEO. Oh, okay. Because he has the Barbasol can. Yep. Wait. How do you get the Barbasol can? It got covered in mud in the first one. Like they were going to reference it in the sequel and they never did. Well, Dobson had like a prototype that he gave to Wayne Newton. So we're supposed to. Or maybe not. See, this is why you need, you're right. You're filling the holes in here. How did he get that one? Because it was all like muddied up. And yeah, he didn't. He did not go to the island. He didn't. Did he? And hire a detective. I blacked out, Jay. That's what I didn't even think about that. That's a good point. uh, it's so dumb. So dumb. The flaws in this movie is ridiculous. It's, I haven't even seen it yet. I'm just yeah, angry by it. So <laughs> <laughs> all those characters, they could have been left out and the, the story would have been the same. Chris Pratt checked out. Oh, I'm um, sure. He just doesn't give a fuck in this movie at all. Yeah. Yeah. The the emotional scenes are just like, it, it seemed like a stage play in high school. Yeah. Or some guy was just forced to do it because they needed a warm body to like, that's what Chris Pratt felt like a little bit. Just didn't want to be there. That's well, yeah. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people in that movie saw or with that movie saw the writing on the wall. Um, yeah, and I get tired of like the just the hand up to control the dinosaurs. They do that. Oh, geez. Just put your hand up here. Just, well, it's just like it uh, was like it? the force. It's like John Wick in the fourth Matrix movie. He just yeah. does that little force push thing that he does, and yeah, yeah. So they do that a lot in the movie. It was just. Stupid. My kids liked it. They enjoyed the dinosaurs and all that stuff. And actually, one the, uh, the towards the end of the movie where they're getting attacked by the new I can't even remember the new dinosaur, like the the largest dinosaur in recorded history. It's like gig, gig, Why do you Diana? turn into a southern raspy Indiana Jones? When <laughs> <laughs> That's my preview voice to make me sound more interesting. <laughs> You sound like a mix between, oh God, Robert Downey Jr. and Tropic Thunder and uh, a Southern gentleman <laughs> sitting on the veranda having a, mala- a sarsaparilla. A sarsaparilla with molasses <laughs> spilling out of my mouth. Um, yeah, and what was I talking about? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Shit yeah, movie. the, the gigantic, gigantic coloptosaurus, whatever oh. the fuck it was called. How long do you think it takes before they reboot the whole fucking thing? You think they're going to make any more? Oh, yeah. Give it five years, maybe. It's already making a lot of money. It's depressing. Well, that and Universal redid their theme park with the new Jurassic World shit. And I was just going to say that, that towards the third act with the Giganolacta Enorma Giant Ginosaurus. Uh-huh. A lot of Vaginosaurus. Yep. Got you. Following you. Following anyway, you. They go around this tower and like there's a lot of shots of like the dinosaur chopping at the camera. And I'm like, am I on like a Universal yeah, it's the new fucking ride. ride? Yeah, it's the new ride. Yeah. I'm on the Universal ride right now. Yeah. And then the movie ends, you know. Yeah. 
does does it is it left open? Like, what's the cheesy shit that they left it open, or did they actually conclude it? Like, don't black screen and it says the end. We swear to God, this is all we got. So they give Blue back her baby dinosaur. I can give two fucks about. And then I think it just ends with her like cawing at the sky. (laughs) Exactly, something (laughs) like that. Uh, There was a final battle with the gigana lot of a dinosaurus and the t-rex oh as they're getting away same t-rex or different t-rex i don't know probably and then there was like a another like i don't know this velociraptor bird with long claws that was helping out the t-rex destroy the a lot of vagina saurus i think it's it's not having seen it i think they probably should have won kept more of that movie of humans trying to live with the dinosaurs yeah. trying to yeah. figure out how to have that kind of um and it could have been a uh like a, a roland emmerich movie to where yeah. it's just an end of the world scenario and you're trying to survive as long as you can and then it, um but you could have something to where you, you're either following chris pratt's character or because they have a daughter they have that half clone the clone, the yeah. clone daughter so they got they could be like huddled up in a cave and it's like the last ditch effort like everything's just been decimated and the movie could take could span like a couple of years or mm-hmm. like maybe five years or something and then you get that last shot of them like huddling as a family yeah. you get that emotional beat and then um and then right before they get attacked then you have uh ian malcolm come out and say i fucking told you so and then they all die and then boom into <laughs> credits and it would have been i think Probably a lot more meaningful oh, way, than what they actual way more interested. Oh, and actually, the clone uh, wasn't a clone. the The scient her mom, the scientist, and this is someone we've never met before in the in the entire series. Actually, uh, I guess injected herself. With, she fucked herself. Yeah, I mean, she grew, <laughs> she scientifically engineered a way to grow a baby within her own womb without the need of. Uh, she reproduced by man. masturbation. Yes. <laughs> Self masturbation makes a baby. Uh, and I don't really remember why she did it. There was a reason why she did it because she was trying to cure cancer. I don't know. I forget. I blacked out. Like I said, I did fall asleep a little bit. Okay. My kids were with me. They had candy and they they liked the dinosaur stuff and yeah. Well, they were they're at that age. Yeah. Yeah. When they get older, they'll realize it's dog shit, and then they'll just watch the first one. And yeah, hopefully that'll be. This is more scary. And have, the, have they seen the first one? They have. They like, like it. The Velociraptor scene in particular, oh. Lincoln is very afraid of that scene because uh, it is pretty scary. I, yeah, I saw it when I was ten, and I thought yeah. it was very scary. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Four year old is fucking I'm petrified. Pretty sure I had a nightmare or two <laughs> after that kitchen scene, yeah. which I think is the best part of that whole movie. It is. But, it's very good. Um, uh, well. He doesn't like the uh, the T Rex scene either. Like the, when the the very first T Rex scene, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, that's a pretty intense scene. Oh yeah, with the uh, the storm like, and the yeah. flares and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah that's a good scene um, too. You know, yeah. it's, it's just a dumb movie. It is what it is. It is what it is. Fucking used to be. Can't leave well enough alone. No, you can't. But I I, I give it five years. They'll reboot it, the whole thing. They might do a remake. They might just remake it. Probably. <laughs> If they remade it and made it closer to the book, I think that'd be pretty cool. Because the book is kind of, it's 
darker than what the first movie was. Oh, really? Like I never ha- read the book. Hammond is a dick. Oh, he's done a nice old job. No, Santa he gives Grandpa. two shits about his grandkids. He, oh, really? Like, yeah, he's um, he's just a. I mean, uh, he's a businessman and a stereotypical oh. businessman. And he's he, like, uh, what's his face from It's a Wonderful Life? Oh, Mr. Pa- Potter. <laughs> Oh, here, Potter, you can't do that to these people. They have homes. Um, yeah, it's like uh, a little bit like Potter. It's just like very yeah. um, financially oriented. He's just not a very nice person. Right. All and- that matters are the shareholders. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm uh, not getting you a teddy bear, you goddamn <laughs> leech. Where are my damn grandkids? <laughs> But uh, but no, the book is a little bit um, it's different enough to where if they remade it and actually had the followed the book, it'd be interesting, okay. an interesting take to it. Um, you still have some of that. Um, do our si- scientists responsible for that kind of technology? Should they be playing with that kind of technology kind of thing? Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think if they actually remade the book and kept more of the stuff in the book in there, it would. Um, It'd be different enough to yeah. where I think it'd be interesting to watch. <clears throat> yeah, and I agree with you. I think that this would have been more interesting of if they would have delved more into, okay, dinosaurs are amongst us now. How do we live with that? Mm-hmm. Because it's not all hunky-dory. There's a lot of scenes at the end of the movie. That's how it ended. Scenes at the end of the movie with like, you're in sub-Saharan Africa and there's lions and elephants and then there's like a Brachiosaurus that's with them. Then there's whales in the ocean and then that giant sea dinosaur, you know, the giant one that mm-hmm. is swimming with them. and and harmony yeah and harmony. there's there's velociraptors and horses and like you know north dakota just grazing the plains together i'm sure most mammals are going to become extinct because exactly. they just fucking eat them yes exactly <laughs> or that they eat people yeah like a lot of people so they could have delved into that like this is not as hunky-dory as we thought it would be you can't live you know harmoniously with there's these. a reason why ant things yes. become extinct and exactly yeah yeah, and then coming to that choice, okay, well, how are we going to resolve this? Do we kill them all off? What do we do? This is a problem. Kind of kind of yeah. have that be the plot. You yeah, know? fucking kill them. Just, right. They're all clones. When it gets down to it, they are manufactured. Exactly. And, nope, yeah. just kill them. Yeah. Um, anyways, but, uh, what else did you see? Oh, I saw a couple documentaries because I, okay. I was in the mood. Uh, one of my favorite, I've seen it before, but I watched it again, and I liked it more the second time, was Won't You Be My Neighbor? Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah, Christy and I saw that. Um, I think short. I think it was like shortly after it came out. We watched it before we watched um, the Tom Hanks. I think that was. Won't you be my neighbor? I think it's titled the same. Was it? I don't remember. It doesn't, it doesn't but matter. we saw the documentary before we saw the Tom Hanks movie, and I know I saw it the year it came out because I was hoping it would get. Uh, I think it got nominated for an Oscar mm-hmm. for best documentary, but it mm-hmm. didn't win. Um, I never saw the movie though. Oh, you never saw the Tom no, Hanks movie? Never saw that. Mm. The documentary is better. It is. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I mean, the movie is pretty much kind of it. It takes part of the documentary and makes a narrative. Out okay. Of it, All right. So, um, but yeah. So second time you saw it? Yeah, I just. It's nice to to watch something where uh, it's just nice and hopeful and he's just the nicest guy in the world mm-hmm. and he had the best intentions and he was just wholesome and just. Yeah, it's had 
just had the best intentions of doing something good yeah with his life just a nice yes good person and yes. i uh because i rem- remember when it came out i was hesitant of watching it just because you're in the middle of this whole trend of documentaries coming out of people that you grew up liking mm-hmm. and then oh yeah you grew up liking this person and here here's why they're a piece of shit and I was hesitant because I didn't know what direction it was until I read a review to where, Hey, it doesn't do that. Yeah. And, um, uh, and what, and another thing I liked about it, I, I love the scene where they, they go, uh, when he goes into uh, Congress to mm-hmm. ask for 20 million for PBS and he, there's this, you know, grouchy Senator who doesn't want to fund PBS and just this whole, uh, retort to that <clears throat> Senator. And he's just in there listening and, it's like, wow, it looks like you got your $20 million. And like in today's political environment, that would never happen. Mm-hmm. So it was just refreshing to see something like that take place. When and, common sense prevails. Yes. And, yeah. It was just nice. Yep. He was a, he was a good man. Um, I, it, his shit still works. Uh, oh yeah. We watched some Daniel Tiger. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Well that and, uh, my oldest will. Oh, likes the old one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she she likes Daniel Tiger and she also likes um uh Dan, uh, Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Yeah, Mr. Rogers Neighborhood. Um to where she'll because they have a select episodes on PBS Kids that yeah, she's yeah. able to watch. Yeah. And um but yeah, you can, like she does not like live action except Mr. That, Rogers. Mr. Rogers. And I'm like, yeah, that's all right. Yeah, yeah. Watch, watch, that. watch that as much as you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh yeah. but but yeah, it, it is nice that um, they made a documentary about him. I wanted it to win best documentary because usually best documentary and Oscars are like some sad bastard world's ending. Yeah, yeah. Humans are a piece of shit kind of a thing. And, yep. um, something ugly yeah. about war or drugs or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful human being. He is the, uh, what <clears> other, <throat> and I watched Menudo Siempre Joven, which means forever young in Spanish. Oh, so if you don't know Menudo, it was a Puerto Rican boy band started in like the seventies and the whole, I, the, 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 uh, business model. That's a good way to say it. it's a business model mm-hmm. was how do we get past the fact that these people are going to get older and they won't appeal to our market anymore. What hasn't been done before? Well, how can we solve that? And they came up with, okay, once you reach like the age of 16, we're going to cut you out. We're going to rotate you in. That's what they did. So they, okay. over the years, it was just rotating people out. It was a story of how they, you know, toured Latin America. They got big. They eventually got to America, all that stuff. Um, you know, typical thing like that you've seen before. It was interesting for the first episode. It's four parts. I got okay. through the first one. I'm, I'm watching the second one and I'm just like, this is so boring now because it's the same thing over and over and it's the same song and dance you've heard before what as they rotate people out or just the no it's like okay you're successful then you get into drugs and then it's like my parents left me with some skeezy businessman as like my caretaker and he didn't care about it. it's like what the fuck were you duh yeah no shit that this is the same thing over it's like i've heard this story before Mm -hmm. it's like watching jurassic park dominion it's the Mm -hmm. same thing over and over again and this what tipped it over the edge to me was whole time I'm thinking like, yeah, I mean, it, you're, it, they could have treated you a little bit better, but you were still s- singing and dancing to crowds and making pretty good money. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they, they fucked him over a little bit on the contracts, but they're still making a living pretty good money. Uh, this 
guy, I can't remember his name of the band, but he was 16 and they went to the Grammys and they're presenting an award for like best pop album or whatever. And it happened to be the year the thriller came out that won everything. Mm -hmm. And he was told before the Grammy awards that you've been replaced without notice. And that was the year that Michael Jackson won best pop album. And one of my heroes came up to be presented the word by us. And I wasn't there. And then there's this long pause and he starts crying and he owes that to me. What? He owes that to me. So he said that he didn't present an award? To Michael Jackson. That was supposed to be the emotional like punch to the audience to feel sorry for this guy. Yeah. I I was just little uh, see some of that stuff. I mean, I can't watch this. Yeah, and that's the tough thing as far as documentaries, and that's why I think a lot of documentaries change course through halfway through filming because one, they some documentaries you go out and you're like, okay, we're going to capture this story or whatever, and then sometimes if they're lucky, they get veered off course to oh here's a more interesting story. And mm-hmm. that's what makes memorable documentaries is when they can find that other, oh, this is this is what we should be making a movie about. Um, however, then you have four-part series, it sounds like, to where <laughs> there's real no, there's really no drama. They're like, oh, it's fucked over. Yeah, welcome to everybody else who's had a right. job. Right. And yeah, well, what, it, hit it, what hit it from EJ was before then they were talking about like, you know, almost overdosing on drugs and how they were working like 80 hour work weeks and they, they would barely be able to eat and they weren't spending time with their families and they were being mistreated. But what tipped this guy over the edge was that he couldn't present Michael Jackson an award. And that's what made him break down and cry. Yeah. It puts everything in perspective. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I, I was just like, all right, whatever. And I stopped watching. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see if they made like a, uh, an allegory to like indentured servitude or something like yeah. that to where, we we weren't kids we were cattle pretty much yeah. to where or like dancing monkeys that yep we had to go out and perform every day and everything else and yep didn't have a childhood which you know i mean kids in the entertainment business i'm sure a lot of them felt that it's way one probably point or another, oh yeah but, yeah um yeah but yeah and they were talking about uh in the 90s uh some members there's very self-aggrandizing way too into themselves a little bit like, oh, we were, we were starting a revolution. We were starting a revolution. <laughs> so I YouTube some of their performances. <laughs> yeah, so I YouTube. I'm like, really? I don't remember this being a revolution. So then I YouTube some of their performances. Oh, my God. It reminded me of like, uh, yeah, like a high school, middle school talent show. Okay. The, like um, the, the dancing was okay. You could tell they practiced and they choreographed and all that. stuff. And the songs were just. Have you oh. been watching The Boys? Yeah. <laughs> when you said starting a revolution, it reminded me of uh, was it Supersonic when he was in that boy band and he yes, had to sing yes. that uh, the Sweet Sixteen song yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. something. <laughs> yep, that's that's about right. But, yeah, I mean it, it's just shit music, uh, and I get it. There's a, there's a time and a place. I mean, if you're, we all like shit music when we were younger, mm-hmm. and especially for you know boy band music is not you know it's not Beethoven. And you said it started in the seventies, late seventies, yeah, late seventies. See, that's interesting to me. Just sim- not enough making me want to watch it but (laughs) i always thought just from my own knowledge of pop culture i thought um new kids on the block was like the first boy band oh and because i try to think back i'm like is there another manufactured band of course i never listened to menudo it wasn't um 
I mean, I wasn't exposed to it as a child, so I, I never yeah. listened to it. Um, but uh, they d- they delved into that a little bit because oh. they thought they were going to take off, and mm-hmm. then New Kids on the Block kind of took out. over, and then a couple of years later, Boys to Men just like took over the planet and yep. all that stuff, and then obviously NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm trying to think of earlier boy bands. I don't think Menudo was the first boy. Like Jackson Five was before Menudo. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I wouldn't say that that's. I don't put that in the same degree. I mean, that's a family band. I feel like that's a different kind of band to where because they made new actual kids on the music. Bl- yeah, well, that and they were all siblings. That's true. So it's yeah. kind of like the Partridge Family or the, gotcha. the I think the Carpenters, the Monkeys. Were they all related? No, well, they were manufactured. They were trying to be. The, were they the manufactured? Beatles. Oh yeah, they were trying to do the Beatles. Okay, then I guess I would be the. That's got to be the first one, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Oh. Hey, hey, is it the first monkey. one let us know in the comments yeah you 74 year old and above listeners please let us know what was the first manufactured boy band yeah people are like who the fuck are the monkeys yeah. who are they talking about <laughs> <laughs> um you know cool yeah uh i watched a couple of things i started watching only murders in the building oh the yeah steve martin martin short and selena gomez i'm only two episodes into the first season um and it's been on my watch list for a while and uh christy went to bed early i needed something to watch so i watched a couple episodes of that pretty good uh so far it's um it follows these three characters they all live in the same apartment building and in new york uh yes in new york and they don't at the beginning of the series they don't hang out they know each other in passing somewhat but um like other every, than them, like every other new york Denver, yeah. yeah and um fire alarm goes off and they all have to they're all interrupted as they're all separately listening to this true crime podcast that they're mm. all really into fire alarm goes off they have to vacate the building until it gets solved and they happen to stumble into each other at a bar or restaurant near their apartment and they're all listening to the same podcast um, so that's how they meet. They return back to the apartment. Someone's been murdered. Dun, dun, dun. So they go in to see who's been murdered. And it was an acquaintance of theirs that they ran into in an elevator. Hmm. Um, and they're like, oh, he's been murdered. And the cop's like, no, it's a suicide. He wrote a letter on his laptop. It's a suicide. <laughs> and but so then they go to they find some evidence that they think oh maybe there's foul play or something so they start looking into his life and they decide to create a podcast a true crime podcast and um goes from there uh steve martin plays a out-of-work actor um who used to be on a 90s crime drama so like a cis or like nypd blue okay called brazos um and that was his, he was a, some new york cop is that his last name brazos like I, the character i think so okay yeah. and um <clears throat> then uh but that was his character on the tv show martin short plays a broadway director who has been out of work for several years um and is on the verge of being financially destitute he's mm. uh hasn't been able to pay his bills and Selena Gomez plays a resident who is staying in the apartment, fixing up her aunt's apartment. Mm. Um, and then as you go on, you find out a little bit more about the characters. Um, so far, pretty good. The humor. Uh, I watched it just for Martin Short. Yeah. Because he's Cause awesome. Love I yeah. love him. He uh, 
he's pretty good. Um, the 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 banter between him and Steve Martin is right on point. Yeah, I mean, you can just <clears throat> yeah, you, you can tell it was kind of it's like a glove. Yeah, yeah, it's it's comfortable and it fits very very well. The um, but the humor is like very. It's not like laugh out loud rolling on the floor humorous but there's just a bunch of little comments and the, ah, gotcha. it, it's very understated um very subtle and it's it's good it's, okay it's well written um did they write it steve martin and martin short or is it somebody else i think the story was developed by steve martin and somebody else okay um but uh quick look it up jay huh i can't <laughs> damn it I, fucking wi-fi's down storm is <laughs> this damn hail the storm (laughs) um but uh a surprise of it i've never seen selena gomez act in anything i don't know what she's been in before or whatever but she's pretty good in the show okay um and yeah she's holding her own especially i mean against steve martin and martin short oh yeah Um, they've been doing it forever the uh but yeah she's she's really good again i've never seen her in anything else but as far as i can tell she's a pretty good actress right um I saw her in uh, a movie called Getaway with Ethan Hawke, but uh, like okay. seven years ago. How was she in that? Uh, I mean, the mo- I mean, it, it's not her fault. Yeah, it's just a shit screenplay, and yeah, it's a Ethan Hawke movie. I forgot about it. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I I don't remember it sucking because of her. Mm-hmm. So, and I wouldn't even uh, I wouldn't put that movie as a litmus test to her acting abilities. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, in this show, she's. Pretty, Pretty good. good. Yeah. Nice. Um, and everyone's really good in it. I mean, even the side characters and stuff. I mean, the acting, some of it gets a little not campy, but um, some of the characters are slightly over the top, which is good because it fits the show. Mm-hmm. But um, but no, it's really well put together. Um, is it like it, 10 episodes or? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, second season is supposed to be coming out Ooh. soon. I think. So there's going to be a cliffhanger. I'm assuming so. Okay. Um, but uh is it set up to where uh, it's trying to take a shit on uh, or parody the fact that, you know, the police officer said, no, it's a suicide, but they're trying to make it a murder, but it's not actually a murder or. No, uh, okay. they don't do that. So <clears throat> uh, the show starts off like the, the first scene in the show is um, I think it's Steve Martin and Martin Short, like run down the hall. They're like in a frantic hurry and they're like, oh, go get her, go get her, go get her. And Steve, they bust open the door and selena gomez is kneeling next to a dead body with blood all over her shirt and she's like it's not what you think and then it goes Uh, back to two months earlier okay so it's a proper mystery and um and there's some mysteriousness as far as where selena gomez comes from and what she's doing and uh all the characters are just kind of they're not shady but just a little not completely honest the whole time um but uh but it's good i'm looking forward to watching the rest of it i'll have to check it out yeah but there's still uh my username and login from somebody i know so i can watch this on hulu no <laughs> that's not allowed <laughs> netflix is cracking down on well oh they're on gonna hulu. have some ad supported tiers here soon yeah they can lick uh, my ball sack balls the uh yeah i am if they do that then i oh, think oh it's do it's happening that might be the trigger like but as far as our subscription, like yeah. I hope they add a lesser tier. They will, and not interrupt my tier. Just make for the plebes. 
Yeah, they can watch ads. I don't have time for that shit. I'm yeah. too important. I'm too good. They start putting commercials on my shit. So this shit. is a good this is a good question. So right now I'm paying twenty dollars a month for Netflix. I think that's what we're paying. Mm-hmm. Would you, if they said, okay, ad free, it's still twenty dollars, but we're also going to have this eight dollar a month, whatever ad ad supported subscription tier. Would would you still keep Netflix? Obviously, if you're it depends what I'm paying. I don't even know what I'm paying. I am so wealthy. <laughs> Money flies out of my bank account. It flies in. I have no, I don't know. It's in, it's in my wife's name. I, I don't, I, I, I could look at it. I think it's maybe it's, I think we're doing a 14. We don't have 4k. Oh, okay. So all right. That's well, how that's how much money we have. <laughs> I'm still rocking 1080p. Um, but no, I, we just have HD streaming and I think like whatever the base thing. I think it's like 14 yeah, a month there. or something like that. If they say, oh, the 14 is ad supported, you want to go non-ad supported, it's 20 bucks. I'd be like, uh no. Really? Yeah. I, I think that's the cutoff. I would finish Stranger Things and, and I'd then- be like, peace out. I'll see you in a year when you pop out another one gotcha and then gone because other than um other than stranger things mind hunter i'm trying to think of any other shows on netflix that i i watched the last kingdom i'm a big fan of that that's a movie though right no it's a show is it yeah okay um what am i thinking of the last the last duel you think yeah yeah think- that's what i was thinking of. yeah um Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen The Last Kingdom. Yeah. But all like Santa Clarita Diet, pff, they canceled. Yeah. Um, Glow, pff, they canceled. Uh, there's other than Stranger Things and Mindhunter, which may or may not come out with a third season. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you're right. Because I have no urge to. Their movies are awful. Well, yeah, because all, all the parent companies took them back home for their own streaming services. Well, not only, I mean, original movies. <clears throat> oh, yeah. They're not that good mm-hmm. at all. What did we just watch? We just watched Windfall. Spiderhead. Sp- oh, is that the, that's the um, Chris Hemsworth, Miles Teller? Movie. Yeah, we just me and Nicole just watched that last night. How's that? Eh, yeah. it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> glowing review. It's I don't. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know we were going to talk about it, but I if you know get my thoughts together, but you know it's fine. C, I would give it a C. I mean, it's not like I was mad that I watched it. It just wasn't what. Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth is great in it, but mm-hmm. the story itself is just, you know, eh. But you said it's okay. Spiderhead? It's, Spiderhead. It's a, it's like dystopian kind of like sci-fi-ish movie? Not dystopian. It's based off an article from the New Yorker, I believe. They do do some embellishment, but it's about a, a, a pharmaceutical company that uh, reduces penitentiary inmates' sentences by being pharma- oh, pharmaceutical subjects. subjects. Yeah, that's the whole plot of the movie. And it's directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who just did Top Gun Maverick. So I, I did have some high hopes for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, anyway. But yeah. So $14 is your cutoff. And they go above and say, if you want it, if you don't want ads, Jay, yeah, because Jay, that, you're going to have to pay $20. At that, at that point, it would be, it turns into being pointless for, I might as well just get cable again. It's true. Um, yeah. Even though I haven't watched live TV in some time. Yeah. I think the only thing I watched that a show is what we do in the shadows, I think is the only yeah. TV show I watched that. Oh, and Rick and Morty that gets put out on regular seasons. Always sunny. 
I'll watch every once in a while, but there's so many damn seasons of that. There's, there, there's already they're accessible anywhere. Yeah. Um true. but uh but yeah, I don't no. I'm not I'm not going up twenty bucks a month to get yeah. ad free. Uh I, I think I just can't Well it's it. gotten to that point now. I don't think Netflix anticipated that. With all these streaming services with all this content coming at different directions, people are actually have to make choices now. They should have if they had a halfway decent marketing department. Well, they don't, Jay. Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> they just greenlit whatever the fuck they want. I I hope what they get from this is they become more selective as far as the yeah. projects they put out they have and start to be. putting out more quality. They have to be. Um, but yeah, hmm. yeah. Other thing I watched and finished Obi Wan oh, Kenobi. I am interested to understand. I want to hear what you have to say because I've I've I've. Uh, went through the interwebs of of hell from all different perspectives so i only trust yours so what do you have to say see i haven't read all right i'm i'm eager to see what you've read because i haven't looked at anything as far as this Obi-Wan is great kenobi so, stuff because so, i didn't i was waiting until after i gave my opinion then i go yeah. and i'd see what other people have said so you've seen it and haven't read anything i've read everything and haven't seen it yeah perfect there you go perfect perfect i like it it's like salt and pepper yeah all right so i watched uh I kind of have these broken out. I watched episodes four, five, and six because mm-hmm. I went on a little vacation. Yeah. Came back. They were, it was all, uh, four and five were already out. And then I had to wait a day, watch the, uh, the fun finale. Yep. So I just kind of have these broken out. Nice. Um, episode four, just a very basic notes and I'll give it my overall. Where were we off? All right. I already forgot. Episode three. Tell okay. me where we left off. So episode three, let me flip back. <laughs> Uh, episode three, um, Obi-Wan seemed very agitated. They were on a desert planet. Uh, you had Zach Braff show up as an alien. Oh, yeah. And then they, uh, Vader and Obi-Wan. Uh, oh, they met. That's right. They met. Um, Vader dragged him through some uh, lava. Lava. Okay. Or, well, it was fire. Okay. And then uh, um, then Leia was kidnapped by Reva at the end of episode three. And um was she gonna take leah leah to vader was that her no okay okay so episode (laughs) right episode four um part four i should say um i just have a couple notes uh reva interrogates a 10 year old for rebel secrets more or less she's looking for leah right yeah okay yeah so she's (laughs) <laughs> so she has leia in an interrogation cell or whatever and reva is looking for the passage network i want to say underground railroad because that's what it, it it's it's a secret passage network that people use to smuggle people out of harm's way mainly jedi hmm. um and she's trying to find where the, those networks lead so she can find Obi-Wan or be invaders favor or whatever. So she's interrogating Leia and she's asking her, where's the network? Where does it stop? Where does it go? Now I am not a child of ambassadors or government officials or any of that. But if I was, I'm pretty sure I want to know any of that shit when I was 10 years old (laughs) princess or not. Yeah, it it that scene was borderline funny because she was playing like a good cop, bad cop, both roles or whatever. She really? was like trying to be like the friend. She's like, "Tell me," and then she decides, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm, 
I'm going to have to torture you. Really? Yeah. And it, the fact that she was trying to get that kind of information from a 10 year old one, what makes you think she knows? Right. Like she was asking for star systems and like drop off point. And I'm like, what? She's 10. My favorite color is blue. Yeah. She has a little robot. She carries around with her when she feels sad. I mean, what? It didn't, it didn't make sense, but it was, I mean, it's written for children, I guess. Okay. <laughs> because all the children are Obi-Wan fans. That's right. Um, <laughs> They're clamoring to see some Obi-Wan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> O'Shea Jackson Jr. Uh, shows up in the show. And Ice Cube son, right? Yes. Okay. And he's not bad in it. He yeah. wasn't bad in episode uh, part four, whatever. Um, he was better in Straight Outta Compton. Great but, movie. Better script. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> anyways, so he shows up, and I think he's in he's in part five and six too. My only notes for part four. I, that I was it. I, I can't <laughs> tell you. She got, got out of it. I, I can't tell you where the story left off at the end of because I just watched them all right, right, in right. a row. Episode, Episode five. four. Reva interrogates a toddler. Yeah. And uh, threatens to torture her. Um, and then she stops Great. at the last minute. Perfect. Um, oh, uh, Obi-Wan Obi Obi comes and rescues her. And then they just kind of walk out and he hides her into this oversized trench coat. I heard about that. And heard about that. It was ridiculous. Was it really? It okay. was just lazy as shit is what it is. Okay. And, all right. Um, I heard people get, criticizing that, and I'm thinking it can't be that bad. Maybe it's ridiculous. There, it is it, ridiculous. It's, okay. it's uh, uh, what's her name? Sand from Game of Thrones yeah. and Obi Wan, and Obi Wan's hiding Leia in his trench coat. And like a trench coat. Yeah, it's like it, like a, it, it almost looked like when in Austin Powers when he was on Mini Me's shoulders wearing that giant lab coat yeah, and they were yeah, doing yeah. that goofy walk down the hall. It almost looked like that. Really? He wasn't on her shoulders, but it was just. It looks so weird. Like, oh, there's a huge tumor coming out of this guy's side. It doesn't look inconspicuous at all. It's um or whatever. It wow, they're really pressed for time, weren't they? Yeah. They <laughs> they just walk out of the facility. Um, there's a bunch of stormtroopers there, and they're like, oh, stop. And then everyone's shooting. Somehow they make it off without a hitch. Wade dies. Apparently that that was the thing. Who's, um, who's Wade? Some random guy who showed up and I, a nobody, nobody showed okay. up, sacrificed himself, died, and it was supposed. Okay. To, I think it was supposed to be an emotional thing, but you never met him before. Like, oh, they played the scene like it was an emotional thing. I kind of, I don't know. He's like, <laughs> oh, I got this. Oh, go, go, go without me. I'll be there later. And then as soon as you say, oh, you never say that. You're merely gonna die. Sure, sure. Um. Anyways, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Episode five. Um. The writing is everywhere in this whole series. I did notice in episode five, it was better. Mm -hmm. Episode six was about on that same par. It wasn't great, but it, I could tell there was a difference. And I'll get to that reason why, because I picked out the reason more than likely that's responsible. Um, my, based on my assumption is because part five and part six had an Andrew Stanton was had a writing credit. Oh, um, he is the guy. Finding he, Nemo. Yep. Yeah. Did wrote Finding Nemo. Wally. He, Wally. Uh, some of Pixar's best. Uh, so. Oh, I, Toy Story. By the way. Yep. He co-wrote Toy Story. And um, so he understands story. And yeah, fair. 
he just did the last two episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I kind of like, <laughs> I, I imagine them watching like what's being made and they're looking at the scripts and they're like, ah, oh, shit. Or they're like filming this and they, they finished episode, uh, the script for part four and they're like, God, where the fuck is this going? <laughs> like this sucks. Like we know it sucks. We need to, we need to make beef something, it up. beef it up, make it better. What the fuck's Andrew doing? Or like, get, uh, let's get somebody in here that knows what the hell they're doing. Um, because it was one guy who has a writing credit for all the episodes. And he's the only one that I think that has a writing credit for all the episodes. Okay. But the first four had two people that were co-writers or story by or whatever. They weren't on five and six. It was just Andrew Stanton and this other guy. Okay. Um, but anyways, uh, Tala, great character um spoiler alert she's dead um they killed off a great character <laughs> yeah the <laughs> the one good new character they had they killed off and it, it actually felt that emotional beat hit and okay. because it was during that scene when i was watching it i was like um because she has a a construction droid um that was kind of protecting her or whatever and he like stepped in front of her and then he like as he's powering down, he's like leaning over her to try and protect her or whatever. And, uh, she gets shot or whatever. And, um, that emotional beat hit. And I was like, Oh, this is, I was like, all right. Yeah. All now right. you guys are getting, yeah. Getting somewhere. All right. And then, so it hit harder than Wade's death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Wade. And, um, <laughs> fucking Wade. The, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a new saying. Fucking Wade. Uh, but yeah, episode five was fine. Um, I wish I could give you story specifics, but it all just kind of melts together into some blob of nothing. Um, if uh, Reva reveals that she was a youngling and... Didn't you predict that? Uh, you thought that was... Well, I thought that was the case. What I thought was going <laughs> to happen was Obi-Wan was going to bring her back to the light side. That's right. And that Which is not the case. Him to, yeah. the, the Darth Vader. Okay, that I is not you. the case. What what ended up happening? This was revealed at the end of Episode Five. Was that Obi Wan went up to her and they were kind of speaking through a door, and uh, he she told him that she was a youngling. She was like, "Oh, where were you when he was slaughtering everybody? I've been doing this for years to try and get close enough to Vader to kill him." And so that was like the twist is that she was an inquisitor to get close enough to Vader to kill him. Never mind that she's has she been killing people? Yeah, she's yeah. She's been killing people and she's been in rooms with Darth Vader before. And I'm like, what are you waiting for? Like huh. Christmas or but anyway, so that's her her reasoning. <laughs> okay. And Obi-Wan's like, well, uh, uh we can do it together and do this whole thing and then i don't know she's uh i don't know but but that but that that was a thing um that was a thing yeah uh episode six (laughs) i'm breezing over these things this is how well it stayed with me um there's a nice scene between uh darth vader and obi-wan when obi-wan like hits uh they 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 meet again episode or part six they duel um obi-wan beats vader again hmm. and uh cuts his mask off so you have this awesome shot to where you have half of 
Anakin's fa- Hayden Christensen's face and half Vader mask. And okay. when he speaks, both voices are together to uh, where right. it's half modulated as Vader and half is uh, Anakin. Uh, really good. That was a really good scene. Um, they Roken, who is a character that was played by uh, Ice Cube Jr. Um, <laughs> and Reva, Reva, they set up for future shows, obviously. Okay. Because there's a stupid scene where Ice Cube Jr. is like, oh, well, um, all right, well, I'm going to get going. And then Obi-Wan's like, hey, you're a leader. People listen to you. Don't stop. And he's like, I'm just getting started. I'm like, fuck off. Like, awesome. Yeah. I was like, great. Uh, okay. So Ice Cube Jr., he'll run a show, I guess, <laughs> for a smuggler or something. Okay. Which he wasn't bad in the show. It's just the writing sucks. He so didn't really not, have anything to do. You're not super excited for it. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I don't care. Um, <laughs> the ending felt rushed again. Uh, like they were just kind of catching up with yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, they set up Rava for a show. Oh, at the end of episode yeah, five. What happened or, what happened? Oh, uh, she tr- she attempts to try and kill Vader, and Vader's like just defending himself using the Force. So she's like trying to hit yeah. him with a lightsaber, and he's just kind of like waving her off and whatnot, and all this <laughs> other crap, and. Uh, which at that point, and he like rips the lightsaber away from her, like breaks it in half because it was like a dual blade. Yeah. And then he like throws her, throws her a lightsaber and he hangs on to her other half of the lightsaber. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, at that point you fucking run. Sure. Sure. Um, that is, <laughs> That's pretty. Yeah. So pretty badass. Um, He ends up stabbing her. Uh, Oh, stabbing and the, her. Yeah. The Inquisitor that, that died she the first killed. Episode? Yeah. He's not dead. Uh, he lived and his reasoning was it's the rage that kept me alive. He's like, you have no idea or something to the effect of you have no idea um, how long you can stay alive when you're fueled by rage and revenge. And um, then blah, blah, blah. They have that big reveal. He's like, oh, she because she was made Grand Inquisitor. And then they're like, ha ha, you dumb bitch. You're not Grand Inquisitor. And gotcha sucker and oh, that was darth vader's plan pretty, uh yeah the, she, he made her grand inquisitor and he was aware that she was trying to do revenge the entire time so yeah that he's like oh you didn't think i suspected you youngling and blah 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 and she has a flashback to when she was young and anakin standing over her and all this other stuff but um so anyways they stab her at the end of episode five She's alive in episode six because she finds out that Luke is alive from the worst communication voicemail from uh, Bail Organa. Uh, he leaves uh, Obi-Wan a voicemail message on a communicator saying, hey, uh, I, I, don't, I haven't heard from you. I don't know if you've been captured or you're dead, but um, I need an update. Uh, let me know if you want me to go uh, find Vader's other child uh, on Tatooine. Uh, Owen will need some help with the kid it's like gives all this i was like what the (laughs) like who talks like that um but so anyways that that was at the end of episode five and uh i'll be at one one twenty five fifty uh tattooing lane uh you know right next to the mcdonald's at 20 past 10 uh if you're not there by 10 30 i'll stay until 11 30 and then i'm gonna leave but i'll be driving a red chevy um don't tell anybody uh so episode six, <laughs> Reva goes to Tatooine. She's going to try and she's going to kill. Uh, she, she finds the message that Bail Organa Luke? left. Yeah, she's going to try and find Luke and kill Luke. 
to hopefully make Darth Vader feel bad because she automatically assumes it's Vader's child for whatever reason and not Bail Organa's child. It could have been anybody's child. Um, but she makes that jump to con- that uh, jump to conclusions, which is correct. Um, and then uh, Baru and uh, Owen fight her off, try to fight her off a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's, yeah, felt rushed. Anyways, Obi-Wan comes and uh, sees Reva and she's about ready to kill Luke and she decides not to. It's not in her. Um, Why did she decide to do that? Did Obi-Wan tell her not to do it? No, it's just not who she was. So, so she found the strength within herself. Correct. Right then and there. So, which I don't have a problem with, but it's like th- this whole show could have been two different shows. I feel like it could have been an Inquisitor show, which they could have had Reva as the lead for the Inquisitor show. If they did like a six episode show of they could have opened it the same way. They could have um, had a lot of the same beats as far as her being an Inquisitor, her trying to work her way up the Inquisiting Inquisitor rank to become Grand Inquisitor. And um, because they had a nice line in there when the Grand Inquisitor said, you have no idea how long you could what how long you could stay alive when you're fueled by revenge. She had a stab same stab wound that she gave mm-hmm. the Grand Inquisitor. She was able to keep herself alive. Now she didn't die at the end of the at the end of the show. I think when she decided not to kill Luke and she let her anger go, that's when she should have died. Um, but they kept her alive to do other shows, apparently. So but I think it would have been better if she had her own show. That same line being spoken, they could have replaced Obi-Wan's character with just a generic Jedi that mm-hmm. just happened to survive Order 66 that she runs into. But they could have had the same thing. It, it, that would have been a really good show if they concentrated on her story and her character. And then had that kind of character arc. And it could have just also been a limited series to where it would have been a revenge story and it would be because she was more or less a part of the light. She used probably some dark side powers, maybe, but it was all to get closer to Vader Vader, to try and get her revenge. And they could have had the same, like I said before, the same story beats to where she gets stabbed. And then she goes to um, try and hurt Vader another way. And then the generic Jedi just simply says, or she decides not to do it. And when she decides not to do it, she dies from her wounds. Mm. But it would be, it wouldn't be sacrificing herself. It would just be letting go of her anger. Yeah. And to protect a child and not letting her make that leap, similar to what Vader did to where he would murder children. She decides not to. Right. Let's, I think that would have been a better story uh, for her character. Um, as opposed to this half-ass way to introduce her. And I think part of the reason why a lot of people had a problem with her is because for some reason it kept going back to her. No mm-hmm. one gave a shit about her. They want to see Obi-Wan. Yeah. And it didn't do that character any justice. I think that an Inquisitor show just with that, I think would have been a lot 
better received. They, they could have cast it at the same way, again, except for Obi-Wan and just have a generic Jedi in there, but they could have still had Vader in there. Yep. They could have had all the other characters. They could have the whole situation. It could have been, um, maybe, yeah, the, it could have been maybe Princess Leia or something similar to that, um, but it didn't need to be combined with obi-wan and again the bait and switch thing i think they try to use it oh we're going to introduce these characters you're doing too much concentrate on the story right and make a good story first if you happen to create a character that people like and have a following then you can make more stuff but also it'd be nice if they just made a story that was still good yeah first um as opposed to trying to map out characters that oh well you Hopefully you like this character because we're we're doing a show about him. And then if they don't like him, then I guess you're not going to do a show about him. And then you just wasted your opportunity telling a good story in the first right, place. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, so did it end with uh, Reva surviving? Obviously, where did she end up going? Just leaving? I don't or? fucking know. She off into the space. And then did Obi-Wan see Luke and say something like, uh, oh, hello there. Yeah, he said his hello there line. <laughs> um, yeah, because Owen's like, do you want to meet him? And he's like, oh, hello there. And, uh, and then Obi-Wan goes back into hiding again, which is the same ending he had in episode <clears> three, <throat> which is going back into seclusion. But when he goes into seclusion, he sees Qui-Gon uh, as a force ghost. Oh, and Liam Neeson? Yep, Liam Neeson. Really? Yep. And that, was a, and that was just at the very end, and then they walk into a cave together. Um, Did he say... Now let's go beat up some black people together. <laughs> Forgot about that. For a split second there, I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? <laughs> no, he thought about it. He thought about it. Oh, I kid. Uh, that would have been great. Um, That's kind of cool, though. I mean, yeah, they had, I like Qui-Gon Jinn. He's, yeah, he's, and they had a couple good scenes. They had a flashback scene with um, <clears throat> Anakin as Padawan Anakin. Oh, cool. Um, which it didn't look like they tried to do any de-aging thing. It just looked like they tried to make him look younger ah, with, makeup, with makeup, but there's a his, couple of his facial expressions. I mean, he had enough rank. I mean, yeah, he's 40. The guy's 40 yeah. and he kind of looked like a 40 year old yeah, a little bit in go. a couple of things, but which hey, was fine. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> but he's Anakin or Hayden Christian stepped back into that role really well. Like how he acted in yeah. uh, episode two. Um, and Obi-Wan did the same. Um, at that point in time for their character. So that I give credit to the flashback was kind of fun. Um, again, the inquisitor could have been its own show. Obi-Wan. I think it would have been again, a little bit better if they could have had the same kind of story to where he had to go rescue princess Leia. Um, I didn't need him running to into Vader again. I think it could have been, it would have been a nice story. I think if he bonded with princess Leia, um, but, and then had that thing to where he trained like, uh, princess Leia, like at the beginning of the story would just be spoiled and selfish and everything else to where his, her experience with Obi-Wan kind of made her re like, she would see a different side because she was living a life of luxury, always on Alderaan hmm. and to where, if she was kidnapped and then they're trying to get back and she sees how other people live in the galaxy to where it gives her that sense of I'm very fortunate and gives her that sense of charity or that sense of wanting to do good. And because they kind of had a little bit of that in this show, but she was pretty much already a fully formed character. It's mm -hmm. like, Oh, let's take princess <clears throat> Leia at a new hope and make her 10 and just have it be that kind of, yeah. um, she really didn't have much growth in this episode. Um, but 
I think that would have been a better story to where she kind of picked up on those things as far as being um, considerate, but strong. I mean, she could, she could still have a strong personality, a sense of like stubbornness, but have Obi-Wan be able to help shape that. Yeah. Something to where I think it would have been a nice touch because she, he would have had a hand in developing all the Skywalkers. Yeah, you mentioned that before. Yeah. That would have been so, nice. I think that, sense. and it would have been better because you could have concentrated on Obi-Wan as a character. Sure. And you could have still had the same arc for him to where he was kind of weaker in the force. Um, which, but his arc seems kind of redundant because he ends, the way he ends up in the show is the same way he ends in episode three. Yeah. Where oh okay I'm gonna go off and train by myself for a while, um, but whatever overall, eh, yeah, eh, okay, yeah, I mean didn't change the world no, and it doesn't, it didn't change the original trilogy for me at all. Like I could it didn't e- add value to it. Correct, I could easily just forget about this show ever existing. There's gotcha. no, um. And that was just just to circle back here. That was the main criticism that I heard a lot. That it didn't add any value to the original trilogy. Yeah, it was it was a nothing thing. Yeah. To where I mean, I watched it. If I had not seen like if I could go back and prevent myself from watching it, mm-hmm. I wouldn't miss out on anything. Because gotcha. there's nothing I mean, that's a perfect way. It didn't add value to anything. Didn't add value to the prequels, didn't add value to uh the original trilogy. Yeah. It didn't offer any additional insight as far as um, any of the characters' viewpoints or mm-hmm. actions or anything like that. It was just, <clears throat> it, it it was nothing. Um, yeah, they criticized the logic of just thinking it through for like 20 minutes, you know, this series takes place 10 years before A New Hope. Uh, a, a big gripe that people have is, you know, the message that Princess Leia gives to R2-D2 in the very beginning of A New Hope to Obi-Wan. She kind of, gives it in a way that you know she's my, never met him before. never met him before and you know you sir you helped serve my father in the clone wars mm-hmm. you know i've heard stories about you but you just went on an adventure with him 10 years earlier you'd remember that yeah so they're mad at that uh they're mad at the uh so when obi-wan and darth vader meet a new hope it's like they hadn't because he has a line in it where he's like i i've sensed something that i haven't sensed since since and then he walks and away then he walks away it's like that's something that someone would say like you 30 you haven't, you haven't felt in like 30 years 35 years 20 years exactly something so, and the last time you felt it was when you had your fucking arms and legs chopped off <laughs> and left in lava exactly and you're not going to say that in front of your boys and you're like ah oh, i haven't felt that since i got my ass handed to me <laughs> exactly um, well and the fact that they were mad that obi-wan beat Vader again in the show. I heard that they dueled again, but and Vader lost because Obi Wan had been so out of practice for so long, and Vader's supposed to be this badass Sith Lord at this point. Mm-hmm. How did he? How did he lose the Obi Wan? And then ten years later, um, say something like, "When we last left, uh, I was but a learner, and now I am the master. master." Yeah. The well, at the end of Episode Six of the show, Obi Wan beats him again. Um, yeah, they make a comment. I'd, I'd have to rewatch it, which I don't want to do, but I don't want to do it. Um, <laughs> it, he Vader and there, there's an instance that happens that makes sense that makes that line make sense. But, um, again, but it's because they talk about, 
um, the need to win or something. Yeah. Just, In the logic, it, there's the lo- can, there's can, canical, 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 canonical, canonical, canonical. Also, conical higher square times high is conical the there's some issues with that show which is why i think they should have thought about it yeah a little bit better yeah um to where and that's why i think if they had wanted to have vader in the obi-wan show it should have just been him in pursuit yeah and obi-wan trying to get the fuck away um i think because it would have made that much better when obi-wan confronts him in episode four too because if you had the show to where he's just running away and trying to get out of that conflict and not have it again either because he's afraid or because of whatever i think it would have paid off a little bit better in episode four when obi-wan sees vader and then he turns on his lightsaber to face him because Mm -hmm. he's already at that point to where he's like i'm already better than this i know yeah um but yeah there's some issues there with the story wise and i think that's it didn't and because of those mistakes, I mean, you're going to have people that are really into these stories that oh, will yeah. nitpick that. Oh, for sure. And with this kind of fan base, you have to be cognizant of that. Um, that was that was the thing they 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 were wondering why didn't you hire a fan of Star Wars to write this? Or just, I mean, I think one if they separated the two because there's two TV shows smashed together into this, everything mm-hmm. felt rushed and nothing felt complete. Um, the choreography was not good. Um, the camera work was not good. They had shaky cam, which did they add? I heard that you can add that in post-production. Like it's not even shaky cam and it's like an effect. Did it? Oh, you don't even know. I I mean, I don't know if they use digital. I didn't pay enough attention to it. I just noticed it. (laughs) And I'm like, I've never seen shaky cam in star Wars before that. I can remember. Usually they're pretty solid lockdown and purposeful shots and um yeah but it it, the writing felt rushed it was two tv shows smashed together and they both those shows suffered at that point is Um, there credence in this criticism somebody said that it should have been named the adventures of young leia yeah um i she's definitely i mean She's the third character they concentrate on. Okay. I All mean, right. it's Obi-Wan, it's Reva, and it's Leia. Leia. Okay. And I think that 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 is a good point. Um, it does feel very childlike. Mm. Like the show feels like a childhood adventure. Of okay. Like, oh, the kid's getting away, and oh, she's she's using her uh cleverness to okay. solve problems and and everything else like that. It, it'd be like that in a part of an episode, and then you have another part where vader has half his mask cut off and he's um they're talking spe- about he's speaking about how he killed anakin right. like speaking as vader and then you have obi-wan in a bacta tank because he's got severe burns and he's having ptsd flashbacks <laughs> from uh when he fought vader and i'm like what? so what, it, it was what just tone a, are we going with yeah here? it was a mess of a show yeah um interesting and i heard i heard the production value was crap too yeah they they they, uh they harp on this scene where i don't know if it's that that transportation jedi underground railroad you were talking about but there's seats in it or something to where when people move the chair would move like wiggle like it was just a chair like Uh, from ikea (laughs) 
Oh, and they just green screened over it or yes, something? Yeah. They would just wiggle. So like you would hop off the chair. It's supposed to be a stationary chair chair on a train, not like a chair that you like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You, you, I, can, you can see it wiggling. I get what you're saying. Yeah. The um now I did not consciously notice that. So yeah. I guess I will give the show some credit to there where I've been lost in the narrative enough to where I didn't <laughs> okay. see a fucking chair wiggle. Um <laughs> but maybe I subconsciously mm-hmm. picked up on it. And that's yeah. uh, just another reason why I, why I felt like it because I thought it looked cheap in the first episode. Oh, okay. Um, in which I think I made mention of to where they have that front screen proje- projection, mm-hmm. but then some shots it just looked like a crap green screen that they shot in somebody's basement. Right. Um, but it was kind of all over the place in that thing. But it it was it felt rushed, even though they've been working on it for like three years or story. I don't mm-hmm. know if they were just lost in story or could be what or maybe they had another maybe they were going to do an inquisitor tv show and they're like nope we can't do it anymore well we got these people contracted i'll shove them into obi-wan or something Mm. like that but whatever they did it made everything suffer Mm. they could have had um they could i mean yeah they i guess they could have had three uh tv shows the adventures of young leia obi-wan and the inquisitor show instead they have one very one giant mess i wouldn't even call it mediocre it's just nothing like it does it's just a nothing burger it, it didn't it just didn't feel like it anything was on purpose yeah wait so do you recommend this no absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and the other big criticism was the logic like you already glossed over a lot of it like okay the inquisitor dies and then he comes back and then reva gets stabbed and then yeah she comes everyone's back. getting stabbed and they they live <laughs> meanwhile qui-gon gets stabbed and he's fucking dead right. for two minutes in yeah and uh well and everyone's like okay so reva her whole plan was to get back at vader by killing other kids and people and then vader knew the whole time that reva was doing this so why not kill her yeah. and it, yeah. it felt like the twists were written by a 10 year old <laughs> there you go and it was like, oh, I'm. Wouldn't it be cool if like, like Vader knew the whole time, right? When Reva revealed that she was doing what she was doing for revenge, the first time she said, I was like, huh, well, that's clever. Would have been better in a separate show. Yeah. <laughs> not this one. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't give a fuck about her. I'm watching for Obi-Wan. Right. Like if it was her own show, I think it would have been a very it would have been a very good revenge story. Yeah. Um, and it could have fit in the star Wars narrative as far as being able to let things go, being able to control your feelings and let go of your your anger and be a better person kind of thing. Um, but yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, light year. You wanted to touch on that. Oh yeah. Before we start talking about, Toy Story, Lightyear. So Jay, do you have any desire to see this in theaters at least? I uh, not in theaters. I'll yeah, probably just either. wait for Disney Plus. Yeah, me too. Um, I when mm-hmm. I saw the trailer, of course, I'm a sucker for David Bowie. Uh, oh yeah. And I saw, I thought the trailer looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, apparently it doesn't make didn't make a lot of money. Um, no, not at all. Um, I thought it was a cool concept for a spinoff of having it be the movie that the toy is modeled after or whatever. Of course, I don't know if it's supposed to take place in his own universe, if it's supposed to be a movie within that universe. And this is the movie. Yeah. Or yeah. 
What? But I, I have a different opinion on that. I okay. disagree with you. I, when I first heard the concept, I didn't like it immediately. Like, uh, wait, so you're doing a spinoff of Toy Story Buzz Lightyear, and he's not the. It's not the toy Buzz Lightyear. It's the real Buzz Lightyear. Mm-hmm. I, if I was if I was the CEO of Disney, I'm like, no, I'm not greenlighting a theatrical 250 million dollar Pixar budget for that concept. It's stupid, because to me, Buzz is a toy. And that's the whole appeal of the concept of Toy Story. Like, mm-hmm. toy, toy, to- toys talking and coming to life is way more appealing, especially to kids and even adults, than just a, an action animated movie where you're making them real now. Space and Adventure? See, all right. I'm not. Yeah. It's, it seems. I get what you're saying. I, I mean, obviously, I disagree. I think I haven't seen the movie, so I don't, I don't know what they did wrong. I haven't either. Um, or if they did anything wrong or if just people weren't interested in a light year movie, I think it's a fun concept to explore, uh, as far as just making a space adventure film yeah. that the toy was based off of. Um, yeah. And I didn't even know that I didn't know until after it came out that it was about uh, a real person that the toy was based off of. See, is it I a just, real person I, though? I don't know. And that's the thing, because watching the Toy Story movies, especially the, the first Toy Story movie, I got the gist that he it was a it was a movie or a TV show. And Lightyear was a character in a TV show. And then the toy was based off that TV. And I, I only made that kind of assumption because of like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, G.I. Joe, a lot of action figures. Um or like Star Wars action figures. They're just based off characters in a movie, not necessarily people in real life. So mm-hmm. I always kind of assumed that Lightyear was a, a sci-fi story, um, not a real person, because in the Toy Story universe, there's no space travel. There's no evil Emperor Zerg. So obviously it's a TV show or a movie. or a, I mean, they had a video game for yeah, it. Yeah, video game for so it. So that's what, I guess for me it wasn't that much of a giant leap because that's what I always assumed Lightyear was oh, was I the didn't. movie or TV show that the toy was based off of. So you thought about it way more than I did. That's because I'm a fucking nerd. Were- <laughs> <laughs> I thought literally that they were like, let's just take a character from Toy Story and make it like a real. He's a it's a real person. Mm. Make an adventure out of that. And to me, I'm I'm like that doesn't that's the that's not off, right off the bat. It's not interesting to me because what's next? So we're gonna do like a a Woody movie. Or Woody, or it's a cowboy adventure. I mean, cowboy you, would love, you would love this. Woody, PG 13 rated Woody movie. <laughs> it's a Weston from Deadwood. <laughs> the <laughs> cocksuckers from Yankton. Yeah, those cocksuckers from down the street. Those, those barrel of monkeys. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just didn't like the concept. So it it didn't surprise me that it, it didn't do as well as it did just because I didn't mm-hmm. I, I didn't like the concept just to begin with. Um, and if it reminded me of like, uh, you know, those directed to video or D or DVD movies like Tinkerbell or, uh, the Tigger movie. Yeah. The old it, school Disney sequels. It reminded they... me of that a little bit okay. where it wasn't a fully fleshed, like they were like testing the waters. Like, yeah, we think this is a good idea. But we're not going to spend the, the movie budget on it, but we'll give you some money to make it. Mm. This felt like, eh, we're that same concept and we're going to throw money at it. We're going to give you the whole Pixar treatment and you guys, you guys figure it out. Yeah. See, I, I don't know. I, I want to see it. I, I have a feeling it'll probably be on Disney Plus in a week. Um, Doctor Strange is on Disney Plus right now. Yeah. Doctor Strange too. The, um, I'm but, sorry. 
But no, Scarlet I, Witch and uh, American Chavez going on an adventure together. Oh, <laughs> not together. Separately. Yes, separately. Together. Yes. Uh, the fractured butthole. Yes. Um, the fractured butthole. Yeah. This is the title of a South Park. <laughs> is that a porno? No, it's a South Park video game. It's, is it really? Yeah. It's it's called the fractured butthole. Like B U T W H O L E. Nice. And uh, classic. But um, <clears throat> but no, I'm. I'm interested to watch it simply from the story structure, which I think Pixar can do very well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I don't think they've done it <clears throat> recently very well, but um, yeah. But again, yeah. I mean, I I get what you're saying. It does kind of feel like a cash grab, a little as bit, far just with the name. Yeah. Um, but I I hope whoever yeah, brought I the story. Wrong. I could was like, oh, you could have. So I don't know. I, I'm eager to see what they did with the story. If the story is like a nothing story, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why'd you make it? Yeah, like, kind of a thing. But oh, well, and it's been controversial because of the same sex kiss scene in the movie. Oh Jesus Christ! I know. Well, how do you feel about it? I don't give two fucks. I I don't care. I don't, <laughs> I don't think anyone really cares. Like it, if that bothers somebody, don't see the fucking movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I know. I mean, you got Chris Pratt fucking a goddamn raptor in Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, it's like... And no one cares. No one cares about that. That's pretty graphic, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I can I, I can give two two shits about that. The um, Yeah, I saw somebody posted uh, a theater in Oklahoma or something like, oh, we try and fast forward. I heard about uh, that, yeah. This part, I'm like, really? Like, you have <laughs> nothing else to do but to fa- just... Just put up. I mean, I I could see putting up a sign. Hey, in the first thirty minutes, this has the same sex kiss scene. Yeah. In this movie. Yeah. FYI, if that bothers you, you probably don't want to see this. If you don't care, come come and watch it. If you want to watch it, yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's getting a little too much uh, hype over it. I I understand both sides of the it's argument. Probably there. a nothing I, scene. It probably adds nothing to the story. I guarantee you, it doesn't. Even if it does or doesn't, but like half, most of the time when people get all up in arms by, um, oh, it's, like I remember it was a Star Trek uh, Beyond and they revealed that Sulu's character was gay and like, oh, he's got a husband in this. And all it was, was I think a two second shot of uh, Sulu meeting up with his husband and they have like an adopted kid or something like that. And they like embrace and then they walk off together. And then it's a quick shot of Captain Kirk kind of looking at him like, ah, family's back together. Like that was it. It was all of three seconds or whatever it was. And everyone was up in arms about it. Isn't Star Trek beyond PG-13? Huh? Isn't Star Trek beyond like PG-13? I think so. Well, then who fucking cares? Even then, what does it matter? (laughs) I mean, I get get both sides of the argument with this because it is geared towards kids. I get it. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I get if like you were to take, say, your four or five or six year old, right? Mm-hmm. They're very inquisitive and they, they're they going to have questions about it, right? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. But what if they do? And you as a parent are like, well, I don't really don't have that conversation right now. Why is Disney forcing me to have that conversation with my kid? Eh. I get that argument. But then I get the argument. Well, it doesn't matter. who. Why is it such a big deal? It, I get both sides. It, yeah. Um i i don't know i guess it doesn't bother me as much because anything that 
my kids could possibly see in the real world just from walking down the street normally not some weird oh asteroids hitting a car and someone's brain exploding all over the obviously i'm not going to show my kids that could that happen sure i guess but (laughs) anything that's shown in a disney movie if it can be seen by walking down uh like walking through the mall or through a store down the street or Mm -hmm. anywhere out in public I'm fine with. Yeah. So uh, same sex couple having a kiss. Eh, whatever. I don't care if kid has a like, oh, two girls are kissing. Yeah. Two guys are kissing. Yeah. Uh, how come they're not boy and girl? Well, sometimes two women love each other. Sometimes two men love each other. And I, that's how I do it, would explain it and just leave it at that. You don't mm-hmm. have to go into detail. You don't have to do anything like that. I mean, the same way. um, the my daughter first time she noticed that she was at a playground and uh she was playing with this girl who's black and Mm -hmm. she made a comment she's like oh you you she looks different than me and i was like yeah and some some people have light skin some people have dark skin just like your sister has dark hair you have red hair and it's different. Just like mommy has red hair. I have dark hair. Some people have different hair. Some people have different skin. That's how I explained it. Left it at that. You don't have to go into this whole, well, let me tell you about slavery and institutional racism. Um, as long as Disney's not having two characters using a strap on and butt fucking in the first 30 (laughs) minutes of light year, I could give two fucks. There's no serious conversation. I heard heard they made that scene, but they cut it out. Yeah. They need to put it back in there. Rule 34 (laughs) applies. But as far as tough conversations, that's fucking bullshit. My kid watches God, the same fucking movie over and over and over and never picks up on the subtle adult. Oh yeah. yeah, They they don't, they don't care. And if they ask you, just answer the fucking question. I mean, I get it. Yeah. I think, a lot of that shit's just blown way out of proportion. Yeah, I, I think it is blown out of proportion, but I disagree with you on that one a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You don't. Some you, people. You don't want the strap-on scene. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. <laughs> no, I. I don't care either way. I think the movie uh, f- failed because I think the concept's not very good. Yeah. That ultimately. I think that's why sure. a majority of people didn't want to go see it. Absolutely. Um, and that's usually why movies fails because they're not very good or poor yeah. marketing. Yeah. Um, it's usually more often than not one of the two. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But as far as uh yeah, as far as people blowing that stuff way out of proportion, I'm feeling in 30 years it's gonna be like uh interracial kissing kiss scenes or uh <laughs> the way it was in the fucking sitcoms where you had the 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 married people in twin beds because you couldn't show two people sleeping in the same bed yeah. on tv yeah oh you can't show what will the children say yeah and meanwhile every single household they're sleeping in the same beds unless they're farmers or whatever the fuck I don't know, whoever <laughs> sleeps in twin beds i don't know but um yeah uh, that, that's my opinion on that i can give two fucks make a good story yeah I agree. if you throw shit in there that doesn't make sense in the story whether that be plot characters Anything yeah. agenda wise that doesn't make sense or service the story, it's fucking superfluous and should be taken out immediately. I agree. So, anyways, mm. leading into that, yeah, our segue from Lightyear <laughs> to what we're really here to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what is the best yeah. 
Man, this is tough. Toy Story movie. And I am picking, I think, Toy Story 3 is the best Toy Story movie. Mm-hmm. Which Toy Story movie do you think is the best? Uh, obviously, Toy Story 1, but it's very, very razor thin. Mm-hmm. I like I like them all a lot. Yeah. And... and th- Toy Story three is probably my yeah. It's really it's it's really close. And we're talking we're grasping hairs here at this point. Yeah, and if you're listening to this and you're wondering, well, how come you're not talking about Toy Story two or Toy Story four being the best one? Because fucking pull your head out of your ass. You know, part two and part four <laughs> are not the best ones, and they don't even. I think part two is probably the actually part four. I think is probably the weakest. Yeah, I, um, I'd say that. Part two is a distant. I think a distant, eh, I don't know. Third, it's not as good as the first one. It's not as good as the third one. No. Um, obviously, yeah. the two best are part one, part three. Um, yep. Well, part, yeah. I think because the the uh, I'll go into Toy Story. Why I think it's because it focuses on just Buzz and Woody for the majority of the movie, and they're the two best characters in Toy Story by far. Uh, two. <clears throat> I mean, it focuses more on just Woody, not necessarily about, but there's buzz aspects mm-hmm. in there and it, but it's mainly Woody and then Jesse and the roundup gang, all that stuff. And then four is again, more of a Woody story as well. Yeah. It's not really, Woody's more of like the star of the show on two and four, three. Uh, what makes three so good is just the emotional beats that it hits throughout the entire, in the entirety of the movie, especially towards the end. I mean, it builds up to that, finale like you know like a fine wine mm-hmm. it's very good so it's tough for me to to pick what my favorite one was because i do like three a lot it's very very good but i enjoy one the most just because i think it's overall the funniest one i i watched it the other day and i still laugh i mean all the jokes still hit today the banter it reminded me of uh i think this is like that was tom hanks last like really funny role. It reminded me of like uh, 80s Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. like an 80s Tom Hanks comedic performance. And voice just the way he delivers. Yeah. yeah, it was like an 80s Tom Hanks movie that I, the, all those movies that I really like. You know, Tim Tim Allen is just perfectly cast as like this overtly confident, oblivious, but mm-hmm. respectful, you know, military character. He plays dumb so well. Um, and even the emotional part of it, he, he does really well too. And it kind of reminded me of like a, like a road trip buddy comedy movie. You know, because they could have just made that movie to where they're just grappling with Woody's just grappling with the fact that he's not Andy's favorite toy. And it's just set in Andy's room the entire time. Mm-hmm. And they don't do that. You know, they go on sort of a road trip adventure throughout yep. the whole movie. Um, sort of like Midnight Run or Outrageous Fortune or Due Date or any of those great road movies that you like. But it's, you know, set for kids. I don't. There's not too many like funny kid buddy road trip movies out there. Mm-hmm. I think Toy Story might be the only one. I that I can think of. Um, and of course it has a heart like all Toy Story movies do. You know, when God, when Buzz realized that he's not really Buzz Lightyear and they have the <clears> whole scene where he's, he's like, no, I really am. He goes to the top of the ledge. He tries to fly. He falls down. He breaks himself. And um, the realization that. Yeah. And the whole concept of what if you were a toy in the real world and you were just lost how do you get back? You know, mm-hmm. you're in this big giant world. How do you get back to just, you know, your, your secluded world that was, you know, well done. I mean, it's a simple story. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, in this, yeah, like here I wrote the the subsequent sequels felt like they just injected more characters, which I didn't hate. Uh, but I think from the very first Toy Story, it made the story leaner, and they cut out all the fluff. It made it very like, okay, we're just going to focus on these two characters and build their relationship, and then in the story, you know, uh, with those two resolving the conflict with each other. The other two and four, there's just a lot of characters in it that, not to say that they're not interesting or, or the story wasn't good, but it, it, there's just a lot to unpack with all these additional characters that they inject in the story. I mean, Toy Story, the first one at least doesn't do that. It mm-hmm. just focuses on the on those two characters. Yeah. I'm not going to be as nice. All right, that's fine. You be um, mean about it. I will be mean. Uh, Cold hearted. To- Toy Story one was dog shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> um, now, I mean, <clears throat> and I made a point. I here's here's the thing. I want to show you my notebook. Uh, that that's my reasons for Toy Story three being awesome. Here's the things that I came up with why uh, Toy Story wasn't good and you can't see my notebook but i have a full page written out why toy story 3 is good and it was hard for me to come up with things that made toy story uh one not good yeah and not to say that it's not good it is a good movie it's it's one of those everyone makes comparisons of oh what's the best pixar movie yeah and it's such a different level to where all Mm -hmm. pixar movies are pretty good to where the worst one is still a decent movie yeah um but for the most part, um, the, but what I didn't want to do, I didn't want to shit on Toy Story because of the quality of the animation. Um, and I didn't want to shit on it because the story, I think the story is lacking. Um, Oh, you, you say, I, 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 I do (laughs) say, and I am correct. Okay. Uh, The, (laughs) <clears throat> compared to their other movies now granted yes it was their it was the first computer animated movie um they fought like hell to get it made mm-hmm. um they went through a lot of story revisions um they were trying to fight off disney as far as their input to try and make it their own there's a lot of things in there um i think part of it i mean toy story i think a lot of people like it because they watched it when they were kids um, so they have kind of a rose tinted view on it. Um, I don't think it's their best movie by any means. I would say it's probably a little higher than the middle, um, as far as story quality. But again, it was their first movie. Um, by the time they came out with Monsters Inc. and Finding Nemo, I think that's really when they hit their stride. Mm-hmm. Um, story wise um plus their animation capabilities started getting better with technology but i don't i didn't want to touch on that um i think um as far as like the animation quality or the in-depth of story because it was the first one also toy story one's kind of looked at as well without that movie we wouldn't have had all these other computer animated films so in that sense people are looking at it like uh citizen kane or something like the first modern movie uh techniques and everything else like that yeah well it's the old argument of you know well uh a new hope is better because without a new hope you wouldn't have empire yeah kind of when empire is is it's a better movie yeah it just is um the but having said that i mean i think there was a huge hurdle for toy story um do i still enjoy it yeah i mean it's it's a decent movie 
I think Toy Story 3 is better uh, all around. Um, the, the story structure by itself, it's the best. Granted, some of the emotional beats and some of the payoffs in Toy Story 3 couldn't happen without Toy Story. Mm-hmm. But overall, um, I mean, Toy Story 3, I think, had the best opening you were able to look into Andy's imagination as far as what he was looking at or thinking of when he was playing. Um, you have payoffs with all the characters. Um, each and every character gets a nice scene. I feel like it's each character has something to do mm-hmm. and it makes sense to the story um, to where it's more of a collaborative movie. Yeah. Woody's still the main character, but um, it's uh, the other characters have things to do other than it just being the Woody story mm-hmm. and supporting Woody. It's yeah. more of um, it's about the characters as a whole and a whole group. Yeah. Not like two and four. Correct. For the most part. And then it has the best conclusion. I think probably one of the better endings for a movie, but also probably the best ending for a trilogy um, that wasn't based on a book. Um. It's hard to argue. That yeah. ending is pretty, and pretty good. Did you cry the first time you saw the ending? I, <laughs> Did you well up? <laughs> absolutely, because I'm not a I'm not a psychopath. Yeah, and, I, yeah, I don't have a heart of stone. Yeah, and the I think also the characters. It's the best representation of all of those characters. And granted, mm-hmm. I think you needed the two movies to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um. Because I feel like uh, Ham uh, turned into uh, Cliff from Cheers, kind of like the yeah, the random did. expert on stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Because he's a little bit different in part one, as well as a couple other the characters just aren't fully there yet. Which no, not yet. They didn't have that much time. They yeah. um, and they probably just didn't have it at their disposal. Um, but also, uh, I yeah, the characters are more flushed out, and they're all likable. Um, Every character is the best version of that character. Um, they all have something to do, which I said, and it's not just the Woody and the and Buzz show. Um, Woody, I think, is the most likable in this movie. I think he's kind of a prick in all the other movies. Um, you have the first one where he's extremely jealous of Buzz, which, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good, it's a friendship movie. Um, and it's kind of important to kind of show that in a children's film as far as it's okay to be jealous when you kind of get misplaced. It's almost like getting another sibling or something like that. Gotcha. Um, or when but, your friend, meet, your best friend meets another friend and yeah, gotcha. And, yeah. But every, every movie Woody is in, he's always self-serving. Um, the second one it's no, I don't want to, I'm going to, I'm a collector. I mean, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I have a purpose now and he's always like trying to chase after something that, he thinks he wants even in the fourth one when he feels like he gets his dust bunny and he can't he's not bonnie's favorite Mm -hmm. and he doesn't have that attention he goes back into that oh well i i I went with her to to uh help her in uh kindergarten and then oh now she made this friend and we gotta we gotta look after this friend because bonnie i never got the sense that bonnie really liked forky yeah she Oh, she wanted to know where Forky was or whatever. But I felt like Woody was looking after Forky. So that way he felt like he had a purpose. Well, I got to look after this idiot. 
and make sure he doesn't kill himself. And so I'm important now yeah. because this toy is now more important to Bonnie than any of you all yeah. other people. It just, he was a dick in that one too. I, I, <laughs> in part three, I, he was the best version of himself. Um, because one, he was trying to, it's not like he was, Oh, I'm going to college with like, he wanted to keep the group together mm-hmm. and that was important to him. And that was his main goal was to keep everybody together. Um, even though it would have been in Andy's attic and he was still, we need to be there for Andy. It didn't feel as self-serving as the other movies. Um, the, and I think part three, I think is hilarious. I think, I mean, all, all of them are, have pretty good humor. Um, I feel like four is going to be extremely dated. Uh, so, quicker than the other ones uh part two part four why do you think that feels too modern as far as just the jokes um there's in part maybe that's just because it it didn't feel like an organic story Mm. it didn't feel like it needed to be it was a cash grab yeah um yeah for sure it didn't add anything if you removed part four, it would make the rest of the movies better. Better. Um, because with part four being made, it kills everything that part three did. Um, as far as conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the it should have ended at part. I, I agree. The third one should have ended it. But I disagree with you on. I think the first one's the funniest one. You're by far. No. No, yes. it's not. No, it absolutely um, is. The uh, <laughs> it so is. <laughs> well, uh, who? Okay, so Andrew Stanton and uh, Josh Whedon and uh, uh, Ethan Cohen and I want to yeah Lassiter. Those are the four that wrote it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the humor Josh Whedon's humor is in there, and so is Stanton's humor. And I mean, all the jokes still hit. All they do. still do. They're so good. The uh, I, I, but I I feel like the writing. The overall story and the overall movie, overall story and writing was better in the third one. Um, there's quite a, I mean, I think it's Buzz, I think is the funniest in there, especially mm-hmm. when he was factory reset. The Spanish Buzz? No, not, uh, sorry, not the Spanish Buzz. When he, um, when they reset him. Oh, gotcha. And he was the, uh, yes. the security guard or whatever. Yeah. I yeah, mean, they did right. a lot of references to other movies in that, but the way he, they did such a good job with his character because even though he was a different character, he still had elements in them. Like when he's talking to Jesse and he's like, whatever, I'm not going to listen to you. Get away from me. Temptress. I'm I'm immune to your uh, temptress ways or whatever like that to where no matter how he was, he still had elements of his personality showing through. I think it's um, as opposed to just being one sided Mm -hmm. um, that I feel like a lot of the characters were. Um, in the first one, which again, that it's because it was the first movie they were introducing all those characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall story structure, I, and just the amount of characters they were able to handle and every character has a play, uh, payoff. Um, the, at the very beginning, they just wanted to be played with again. Yeah. Um, by Andy. They they get that payoff at the end. Um, they the villain, uh, 
I think is the best villain in any of the Toy Stories. Yeah. Um, well, the first one, they don't even really have, I mean, they have Sid. Yeah, they have Sid, but, but it's more of like, it's, it's a journey film. So yeah. um, the villain in part one is integral to the story. Like I, I, the main part of it. My, I think Woody's probably the villain of the first story. He, he's <laughs> the one that causes all that shit to happen he in does. the first place. He does. Um, but they pay it off because he realizes that he was just acting out of jealousy. Eventually. And, and Buzz is not. But that payoff is good. They set that up very well. The, But I'm, I'm trying to remember when they became friends because Woody's trying to get back to Andy's house. They're in Sid's room and he's still lying to everybody else yeah buzz is still here yeah and hey but he's fine he's, he's fine. fine guys yeah they're Put it there buddy oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um to where it's i feel like that whole movie he's saving buzz just so that way he can be accepted back in with his friends it's not because he learned something i mean he learned something toward the end Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I'm, I'm trying to remember the, the moment that that happened because after Buzz tried to fly, he broke his arm and he was, uh, sipping back Darjeeling and with Marie Antoinette and her little sister. <laughs> That's the, a great, still good. Um, I'm, so I'm tr- he what, comes, what, to, he comes to the realization when Buzz is down in the dumps and he's like, I don't even, what am I doing? I'm just a useless toy. I have no purpose right now. I'm not the commander that I thought I was. Oh, it's yeah. a mission. And then Woody's like, you are a cool toy. You can, your your wings do that whoosh thing. What do I got? He's like, I got this pull string. Why would any ever want to play with me? And then even Woody's start, you know, he's come to the realization he's not as great as he thought he was. And then Buzz sees Woody being down in the dumps and then tries to pick Woody up. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I just don't buy it for Woody. Like, I, he's such a dick in that movie. But then Sid takes Buzz, straps a rocket to him, and Woody makes that plan to save him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's about to be pulled away from the dog, and he's like, take care of Andy for me. And he's, gonna, he's about to let go, and then Buzz is like, no. Dives after him. Yeah. Come and- on. At that point, they're friends. They recognize each other, each it's other's fine. differences. I, I still get goosebumps <laughs> when they're falling with style. They're like, we're not aiming for the exactly. truck. Yeah. And come on, I get it. But I, they're just such a dickhead to where he is. He's so much better in part three and his character is more believable. And I think that sacrifice that he makes to where he was going to be able to stay with Andy probably for the rest of his life. And he chose not to do that. He'd rather be with his friends. And because he even said earlier in the movie, he's like, guys, now stay or Buzz says staying together now is more important. And when when Woody's like leaving the daycare center, he's like, no, guys, guys, we got to go. He was going to put you in the attic. We can all stay together yeah. there. And um, to where I felt like Woody was more selfless in part three. He was a better person, I guess. Um than what he was in part one one i felt like he was very much a child but well he's a child's toy yeah the (laughs) uh but overall i mean i the movie i I think like what do you what would you boil down i guess the movie what what's the point of the movie for toy story one the point of it or like i guess so for me for part three the message of the movie i guess okay um 
it's not about saying goodbye to your childhood, although that is what it is on the surface, but it's, and it's not about uh, the daycare being handed off to Bonnie. It's, um, it's being able to start how to start a new chapter in your life, Mm -hmm. being able to let go. Yeah. um, And to grow. I, I, I mean, I think that it's a better message than what, I mean, I guess the the first, the the first one really didn't, I, I guess my mind have that when I think about it. I mean, it's more of a friendship story. Yeah. Um, well, it's not about letting go and moving on to the next stage in your life. It's more about understanding who you are and coming to the realization that maybe you're not all you're cracked up to be. Whether that's oh I'm Andy's favorite toy I'm hot shit and no you know everyone mm-hmm. can lick my boots or it's I'm a space ranger with this this crazy mission when maybe you're building that up a little too much in your head and you need to come to face facts with how reality really is mm-hmm. and then come to grips with it accept it and let the little things go and just maybe maybe that's not who you actually are but the world in your situation is still pretty pretty good yeah understanding the understanding position, with what understanding you have the position in your life and where yes. you fit into the right. world and then understanding that what you do have is it's it's still pretty great mm-hmm. you, you don't need to be any favorite toy to have a good life or you don't need to be a space ranger to have a great life yeah just you can have I friendship can have friendship you know get along with each other you, you could have you know great friendships and uh have a have a great life and you don't need to be above anybody else to to feel special yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And it's funnier. Yeah, part three is still better. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> but be- no, I lo- I do. I like the ending more in part three than I do in the first one because it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's because, you know, I'm a father now and uh, maybe it wouldn't hit me as much as if I saw it when I was 13 or 12. But I saw it, you know, especially now when you see it, you just you know how little kids are now and they play and then you've gone to college and you're, you learn to let go of the childish things in your life and you mm-hmm. move on to the next chapter. So it kind of hits it a little bit more than if you were, you know, 12 or 13. Yeah. And well, a part three, I think they geared, they targeted, I think mainly older teens. Oh yeah. With this People movie that saw the first one. Just yeah. because they were at that age. Yes. Going to college and everything Those else. evil geniuses at Pixar. Yep. They know who their audience is. Um, <laughs> yeah. And exactly. A perfect example of knowing who your audience exactly. is. And catering the story to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, it's like they thought it through or something. Yeah. The ending is the, the third. In, I mean, they give every toy a send off. Yeah. Like he, Andy picks up each one, reintroduces them. And, uh, and I think that's a that's a good argument for why it was so good is because they waited so long to make it because the sequel was two years after the or sorry yeah four years after the first one and then the third one was yeah eleven years after the second one which they were gonna make a third one before twenty ten uh, they couldn't because Disney wouldn't let them mm. because Disney I think had a hand in some of the, like I don't think there was there might've been an ownership issue is because distribution, I think they had the distribution rights for toy story to where they were able to say, Pixar, you cannot make another toy story movie or we can block that from happening. 
and they blocked it until they acquired them, I think in 2006. Mm. And then they said, okay, now you can make another Toy Story movie. So that's why it kind of took so long because mm. I think originally they were gonna, going to want to make it in the early 2000s. Um, Maybe that was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, a, a happy accident. It's, um, yeah. I think, something that would have, the third one I don't think would have been as good. And maybe it would have been the same story. And they would have just time jumped and Andy's still Could going be. off to college. Could be. Um, but <clears throat> I don't know how the third one would have looked if it was made earlier. Yeah. Um, I do I feel like a lot of the story though was probably already set in place because the story feels really polished and really oh yeah. Well done. Um maybe that's a lesson, especially from Top, Top Gun Maverick. Why don't you just wait 30 years before you make another like sequel to a, and let it let it breathe a little bit, flesh out the story, make something really good. Yeah. Have a You don't have to wait 30 years, but Well, no, wait 30 years and it could be Rooster's daughter. Oh, there you go. Her call sign could be egg. Egg? I don't know. <laughs> Cracked egg? Rooster goose. Scrambled egg. Hard boiled. Oh. Over easy. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Runny in the middle. Oh yeah, sunny um, side up. But uh, Ed's Benedict. The, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I don't know. I, 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 I just think I th Toy Story Three is a better story. Um, the villain is a perfect antithesis of what the characters would end up turning into if mm -hmm. they didn't move on. Um, I don't. I would disagree. That it's a better story. It's more emotional, for sure. And it's like you said, it, it's because the first and the second one set up the characters for the payoff. Mm -hmm. But the first one, the story is just so simple. And in order for it to, 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 it is so simple. So in order for it to be any good and funny, like the, the jokes and the situations have to hit like one after it's only like an, an hour and 20 minutes long. Mm -hmm. And if, if it wasn't funny and the situations they were in, like uh, uh, going to Pizza Planet and then going to Sid's house and then the uh, Buzz kind of meandering around Andy's room for like 15 minutes and, you know, Woody making fun of him for thinking he's a an actual space ranger. Mm -hmm. If those weren't funny, it would just be like a, I don't know, kind of just a boring typical i don't know meandering yeah, and, and i'm not saying it's not a good movie i i think it's a simpler movie it is um which doesn't make it worse because it's a simpler movie but i think they were constrained too with the animation i think oh, absolutely they, yeah. i mean they were constrained they i'm sure by budget by technology yeah. um and because i think the whole opening the opening for part three with oh yeah that's that imagine that was meant for part one but they had to cut it um right <laughs> they had to um so some of the things they couldn't do because of those constraints um but i mean i guess in the sense of a more classic story yeah everyone recognizes the toy story story mm -hmm. um but i think the i guess let me just change it slightly the writing I think is a lot better in part three mm -hmm. as far as being able to take all those points and bring it down to a cohesive ending. Cause so I think that is extremely difficult is to, because they meant for that to be the last one and 
for them to be able to bring it to a satisfying ending. Um, I don't think they could have done that in the early 2000s. No. Um, maybe it wouldn't have hit as hard. It wouldn't have hit as hard, but I, I, and maybe it's a question of what, what you prefer. Cause you're right. I mean, the writing is great in the third one. The, it is, but yeah. see, like I said, we're grasping at hairs here. I know it, it's tough. It's like, yeah. Um, uh, but it's, it's, it's not what, yeah. It, which one's better. It's like teach his own. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would I rather watch? I mean, I'd probably rather watch the first one again, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean the third one's bad. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I don't know, further on down the road, maybe I'd want to watch the third one over the first one. But as of right now, it's the first one. No, you're wrong. Okay. You're, you're wrong. You don't want to watch the first one. because you... I want to laugh. <laughs> I don't want to cry at the end of any movie, all right? Especially an animated kids movie. I didn't cry. I didn't cry once. I was a man. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping they all died in that incinerator. Uh, good that's a lesson every kid should learn sometimes things you love just die (laughs) i think i think the next i think the next time we face off two movies we shouldn't face off two obvious yeah movies we got to find something with far enough something something that is that can be argued not so obvious yeah yeah is part three being the best one yeah yeah the um yeah we got to think of something that's Cause I, yeah, cause I'm not even interested in talking about like which one's better, Empire or A New Hope. Like, all right, what are we gonna talk about? Yeah, they're both great. Empire's better or, made, but New Hope's a better standalone movie. Yeah, or um, uh, which Empire isn't really. Which one do you like? Which one's story. better, The Godfather? Or Godfather? Like they're both great. I, they're both good. It's like what? Which one do you prefer? Yeah, you can make an argument of. Maybe we should do best Pixar movie or best James Bond movie or Ooh, there something. you go. Something with more uh variety. Yeah. Like which one's the best Lord of the Rings? It's like <sighs> to me, that's one movie. It's not even like yeah. uh well, that, it's just two, one it, long it's, movie. It's, it's yeah, it's one story. Yeah. Um and it's dictated by books. I like that. Like uh the best like Daniel Craig bond movie we don't have to do all the bonds you'd like what's your best daniel craig movie no oh, it's fucking casino royale that's not even a contest it's true <laughs> wait you did i haven't seen no time to, time to die is that one it's decent <laughs> but it's sure shit not better than casino royale that one is pretty fucking good. um yeah okay well there you go you could uh, which the best bond movie like uh, golden eyes my favorite pierce brosnan one or casino royale or goldfinger Okay, now we're just naming off obvious things. I know. We gotta we need to have better We'll think about it. More differing opinions on something. What's a movie you're very passionate about that I think is dog shit? Oh, Shawshank, you don't like that one at all. <laughs> What's the best movie out of nineteen ninety four? Um, oh, there you go. That's a good one. It's a great year. You, you picked Shawshank? Uh yeah. Yeah. It's my favorite movie of all time, so I mean that that year is unbelievable. No, because you have Forrest Gump. You also have, you have Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Well, we could argue what's the best year of movies. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that one. What's the best year? You got 82. You got 99. You got 94. You got 2008. You got... 2008's a good year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ooh, 93. That's another good year. Man, 90s are... Of course, I grew up in that era. Well, yeah. I mean, everything is like yeah. 
or 77. It's another good year. Taxi driver and part two. Annie came out. Hall. Yeah. Any <laughs> Hall. Yeah. <laughs> Annie Hall. Best picture. Give me a fucking break. It is funny. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> be, oh my God. It's pretty good. I don't know if it's best picture. It's pretty good. Guy, but <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, Revolutionized cinema. Uh, we could do that. We could pick a year. What's what's the best year? Yeah, do that. And that way we wouldn't even know what we're talking about or what we're anticipating. That is true. But I got it. Yeah. Well, I could just shit on the movies that came out that year that you talk about. What's 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 more interesting, the worst year of film or the best year of film? <laughs> What would be the worst year of film? Oh, my. Uh, 2020? 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just thinking. 2020, hands down. Yeah. That's because nothing came out, so. I don't know. What? I don't know. You guys listening. What? what yeah, should give we, us some ideas. What should we argue about? Yeah. Give us, uh, or just throw out two movies that we got to defend. They could be two dog shit films that we got to defend. Oh, uh, shout out to Cooper. He recommended that we watch Coherence. I've never heard that? of I never heard of this movie. Came out in 2013 and it's on Amazon. Coherence. Coherence. Who who's in it? Anybody? Just never heard of anybody in it. Small film. He said it's a he said it's a, a mind fuck. Oh. Um Coherence. I'll probably watch it. I don't know if we need to talk about it, but I'm gonna watch it. What what uh what you said prime? Prime. It's called Coherence. I don't know. Okay. Maybe if I have time, if I have time, if I have time, <laughs> just watch Obi-Wan. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Six episodes of Obi-Wan. I can. Yeah. That, mm, yeah. Yeah. But well, next time, what we're going to talk about uh, yeah. Love and Thunder. No, oh, absolutely crap. not. Because it doesn't come out until the seventh. That's right. Head out of your ass. Stranger things. I'm an idiot. Sorry. I'm an idiot. God damn. All right. Yeah. Uh, join us next week uh, as we talk about Stranger Things. We'll be talking season four, both volume one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be talking about that. Did you agree with our uh, thing on Toy Story? What was your uh, what's your favorite Toy Story? It's Let the us first know. one, right? It's the first one. Third one. <laughs> guy, if we get any emails or comments about the second or the fourth one, <laughs> yeah. we're kicking you off the website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one. That's no one's favorite. Yes. No one. No one. Um, my oldest loved the fourth one. Yeah, over and over until she watched the third one. Really? Yeah. Or you made her watch the third one. Tomato, tomato. You forced her. In 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 my house, only only the third one. (laughs) Only quality movies are are seen. What happened in part one and part two doesn't fucking matter. (laughs) Is what I tell her every day. Doesn't matter what happened. The third one is the only thing that you need to worry about. Yeah. You're a great father. Father Father of the year. Father of the year. (laughs) (laughs) No Toy Story one or two or four in my house. Yes. But uh, but yeah, join us next week. We'll talk about Stranger Things season four. Uh, Comment on our episodes at acastwithnoname.com or shoot us an email at contact.acastwithnoname at gmail.com. Email is also found on our website, acastwithnoname.com. Let -hmm. us know what you thought about... uh, the slight disagreement. God, there was like a to- two toddlers fighting. What do we disagree something- uh, on more? Wait, I feel like we disagreed more on Lightyear. 
Yeah, that was probably. Yeah, we should have. Should we go into politics? Let that reminds me. Uh, Last Friday was a mo- monumentous event <laughs> yeah, that happened. Let's with talk the, about that. Yeah, because that, that doesn't get talked enough about. We'll talk about everything. Roe v. Wade. When ugh, we're, we're never going to talk about that. No, um, I, I don't want to talk about politics because. Well, sometimes you can't help it because it's injected in everything now. No, it's fine. No, it's I'll not. Just you can just you know what just hate people hate love i'll i'll stand up for love i'll, I'll be the one to stand oh, up for love and you can keep pushing it out of very, films and entertainment so um not a big deal no very, but that, that'll be it's, our it's a very brave position jay that'll be the dichotomy <laughs> i i stand up for love that, that's what i do i'm i just uh, i try and be a good person like that set an example i stand up for love and just uh shit takes on toy story hey <laughs> It happens. It's all right. So, but yeah, next week, Stranger Things. I'm looking forward to it. I, I am too. Uh, I uh, uh, sneak preview. I enjoyed season four so far. So hopefully they finish it off pretty good. Yeah. Um. How? Oh. Yep. What, well, how do you think they're gonna just prediction? Oh, fuck if I know. What do you think? I, uh. Well, a buddy of mine actually brought this up, <clears throat> and I kind of think it. It might be the thing. Because I think season five is going to be the last season. It's supposed to be. And to where... I heard it said in the 90s, by the way. That, that leaked. Really? Yes. Hmm. Well, it makes sense because all the kids are probably in their 20s by the time it they're gets made. 50, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the um, It'll be like It Chapter 2, but they're all <laughs> exactly. old as fuck. Yes. <laughs> Dot com bubble burst yeah, and they're yeah. half homeless. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're all searching on Ask Jeeves. <laughs> As far as a uh, in dogpile, um, as far as a villain, a uh, buddy of mine had a theory that you ever play Contra. Oh yeah, and you had like Mother oh, yeah. Brain. Yes, yeah. He thinks it might be that kind of character. He even looked up in the Dungeons and Dragons lore to see if there was a character oh, my like that. God, to where there's like the Mother Brain, but which I think they kind of did with the Mind Flayer a little bit. That was kind of like the Hive Mind. Yeah, but the Mother Brain would be, I guess, controlling the, the Mind Flayer. Something, or mm. it would be the thing that gave birth to the Mind Flayer, ah, or okay. something like that. Okay, to where um, maybe that's the the final something or whatever yeah. i don't know i mean they've done a very good job as far as kind of going in different directions yeah. especially with this season um yeah i kind of yeah, tooting my own horn i thought vecna was um i think i guessed that vecna was number one you did and but christy guessed that that orderly that was helping 11 was number one. Ah, and I was like, ah, I think Vecna is number one, but I was like, that, ah, that doesn't make sense because the first attack of Vecna was way back when. And then I was like, Oh, it's probably not it. We were both right. Um, yeah, in a sense, but, uh, but yeah, I think it was like the second episode because they, they referenced one and they never showed one. And I was like, I wonder if Vecna is one. Nah, there you um, go. I thought Vecna was Billy. So yeah. I, I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. There's a big pile of wrong. So what what do you think it might happen at the uh yeah, because I'm I'm wondering if so did Eleven create the upside down because think, she kind of spelled Vecna into the upside down? I don't know. I don't think she created it. I got the sense that she just opened up the dimension. Right. Um 
uh, not that she created it. She just created a portal. Yeah. And I think that's good. That's good storytelling because I never understood why the upside down wants to consume the earth or how it was aware of just the earth. Mm -hmm. What's motivating? Why does the upside down want to, what, what's the point of it wanting to consume the earth for whatever reason? What is it just because it wants doom and gloom everywhere? Um, and I think they're trying to get good to answer that question by injecting Vecna because Vecna is kind of part of, you know, the earth realm or whatever. He has mm-hmm. memory of earth and all that stuff. So maybe, and maybe there's something to that hive mind idea, the, the mother brain or whatever. Oh, so like maybe Vecna kind of, kind of I don't created know. that urge to want to take over yes, something. There has to be some sort of motive. Why do you want to do what? Is it just pure evil for, that's not really interesting. So maybe they're trying to connect the dots there with, yeah, some maybe. sort of motivation of why the upside down wants to consume earth but does it want to consume earth <laughs> it wants to control earth some by making it sort of the upside that's what i got out of season three I and mean, the mind flare is trying to like you know possess billy or rats or whatever and then oh i just read that i i kind of interpreted that as just a uh like a virus yeah wanting to replicate and like just a sense of being like so similar to okay um see that's boring to me yeah, yeah. so that that's the way i kind of looked at it and not that the upside down wants to i thought i look at the upside down as just another dimension yeah like just a parallel universe mm-hmm. same same place but just different um and with billy's thing just as far as a virus um yeah well, it makes yeah wanting a that, sense to be yes. and like that's what that organism does, right? And I see, I don't like that. It's no. just boring, you want, boring. You want I want some wrapped, sort of motivation. Wrapped up in a bow. I want some sort of motivation. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you might get it with uh, yeah. Vecna. Yeah. Which would great character, by the way. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I think that guy is a pretty good I, actor. Yeah, I knew something was because that actor always plays like sinister sketchy like i haven't noticed him in anything he's been on like some like uh there's a i can't remember what the bbc show i saw with him and he played like the evil character and not evil just the bad antagonist Mm -hmm. character got you um he was in uh harry potter he played uh young grindelwald and like the Ah, very very yeah when he like hops out the window yes yes, that's him nope so i'm like thinking grindelwald i'm like okay he's doing he's something sneaky but I, i didn't think he was one so they kind of got me around that corner or they surprised me with that. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. It's only two episodes left, so we'll see where they Four go. Four hours. I know. Sweet, sweet run time. I know. It's going to be good. Two, two hour episodes. That's right. Be interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for it. I, uh, we finished it when we came back from our trip and, uh, oh, it's been a long 10 days. Yeah. Well, you're back. Friday can't get here soon enough. Yeah, sit on your ass and just enjoy it. <laughs> Eat cheese puffs and ooh, it's my kind of time. Operation Fat. <laughs> but uh, cool. We will talk about Stranger Things season four. Probably some other stuff too. Oh yeah, for sure. So uh, cool. Well, right. if everyone's uh, still listening to this and you haven't turned it off by now, thank you for listening. Thank uh, you so much. Comment on episodes. Thank you again, Marcus. For thank you, uh, Mark adding to a conversation or start starting a conversation yes um but yeah if uh if you guys want to berate matthew on his choice of preferable (laughs) toy story movie please feel free comment in the episodes (laughs) cast no name um if you disagree with toy story 3 each show just saying just (laughs) just joking just joking
Thank you.